The train headed for Sunset City will be departing soon. Fucked up because of this ad I just saw. I don't know. Tom, you say something. Get me on a different topic. What was the ad again? I don't, I, I, I don't <laughs> know if that's very advertiser friendly. You're losing the international market for that one. What was the ad? Exactly. I don't understand. I I'm not going to say it because you hit the live button, didn't you? I did. I'm, I'm not going to say what it was. Damn it. Ugh. But it shouldn't have been under a Sonic video. The, the Twitter should really be fixing their ads so, you know, it's that shit doesn't pop up. The way it should be, freedom of speech. Uh, who <laughs> wants to uh, introduce? You do. Usually, don't you? Yeah, you could, you could do it. I think I did it last time, right? Did you do it last time? Oh, it doesn't matter. All right. Um, welcome, everybody, to Sunset City, the only Sonic podcast worth fucking listening to, I guess. Um... With me today is, as usual, Dylan. Hi, I'm here. Hello. And today we've got, uh, returning after however many episodes away, uh, Tom Topics. You cannot live with your own failure, so you had to come back to me. <laughs> to rehearse now. Yeah. I want you guys to know that uh, Very nice. before the stream starts, we always have these moments where we're like, Oh shit, save it for the stream, that's funny. And then we try and do it again on the stream. And it's never as good. Yeah, Pub, you told not, me. Not to your fault. Not, it's, it's not, not your fault. Just, I know. I just, this is on me. It's on me. Everything it's that goes good. wrong falls onto my shoulders. I know. No one's disagreeing you on that. Right. Well. Anyway. Um. So terms and conditions, as per the usual, uh, folks in the chat, any and all super chats are read out at the very end of the show. And this show is brought to you, as always by our many great patrons. Uh, and if you want to become a patron, the patron link is in the link tree in the description below. And uh, if you're the one person listening to us on Twitch right now, hi! <laughs> hey there. Um, so yeah, um, there are no patron questions for Tom Topics because he was a bit of a last-minute addition this time, a bit of a scramble this episode. But um, Yeah, next week, right? I'm the fill oh, way to make him feel like the second choice. I mean, he is, for this week. He was going to be first choice another week, though. Um, but for this week, second choice. <clears throat> so, Tom, here's, here's my patron question for you. Okay, let's hear it. How you doing, buddy? We're getting by. Doing all right, yeah. Yeah? Getting working a lot. Busy most of the day, so yeah. What do you do? Great. Well, mostly just university stuff and trying to improve my own artwork and trying to get into the industry at some point. Which industry? The industry of arts and crafts is very fancy. What particular, um, what particular medium would you like to go into for the viewers at home? Y your mum. Yeah, uh, video games. Have some fucking standards. All right. <laughs> no, you don't. You, you're not the boss of me. I don't have to. And Dylan, how are you? What doing are today, standards? Pal? What is that? I'm I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. It's the weekend and great. So you know what that means? Stop working, no. start drinking. But also, okay. Tom, you need to usher us in. No, no you need to usher us in, or else the weekend will never come again. I'm not doing it. You this need here. to do it. You know what they say? Everybody's working for the weekend. So no. Tom, come on. You need to do the thing, Tom. I'm not you doing need the to do all the thing, thing. Tom. What you is the thing? To do the th Join me, Dylan. Tom, you need to do the thing. Come on, Dylan. Well, I Tom, don't want to pressure him into doing the thing if it's not good. Like, what it's is a it? good thing. It's really good. You'd love it. All right, Tom, do it. Do you even know? Does it even know? 
It doesn't matter. Just do it. Come on. <laughs> hey, I don't know anything. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> come on, yes. do it properly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. The weekend. Leave me alone. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> Told you it was so amazing. Mr. Krabs in chat said, Ooh, I'm blinded by the lights. <laughs> so we got um a little bit of news, slim news, but th this is quite an out-of-the-box episode. So we've got some out-of-the-box news topics. Um, so first thing on the agenda, I have new curtains. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I saw them. They're pretty good. Yeah, Dylan, you've seen them, but the crowd hasn't seen them. So, gang, here are my new curtains. Did you get a rug to go along with that? Like a I'm, Sonic rug to match nah, the I curtains? Nah, a Sonic rug. A rug would be probably quite expensive. Doesn't I mean, match. These, Doesn't match, okay. These were like £10 shower curtains. Um, and they don't... They, they are by no means blackout curtains. I had some old curtains, the ones that came with the flat, <laughs> but they were really ratty and oh, yeah. busted. <laughs> Sorry, That's right, that's right, because you said... You sent me that picture last night, and you were like, I can't sleep because the light outside your house is shining through the curtains. Yeah, so there's a street light outside my window that pushes light through the sonic curtains. So when I sleep, the whole room is dark, but I just have this big illuminated Sonic the Hedgehog at my window when I go to sleep. And it's fine. I can, I can sleep with it. I feel safe, if anything. But um, that's something I have to live with now, and it's okay. I think the fact I don't have blackout curtains is really good for me because I'm an insomniac. I struggle with waking up in the morning. So having a little natural sunlight in here in the morning helps me wake up. I'm not close at all. So yeah, those, are, those are my curtains. They are sick. <clears throat> I should probably show them what I see every time I go to bed now as well. He sees you when you're sleeping and he knows when you're awake, of course. He knows when you've been bad Only before. One good boy so be good boy for goodness sake i always hated that for good he knows if you've been bad or good so be good for goodness it feels like the word good has been used already you know like good and goodness it should be like for heaven's yeah, sake it doesn't even rhyme or anything yeah all right so this I is got what... a problem whoever wrote that song is gonna come back to life so we can just tear him a new one over that this is what i see when i try to sleep <laughs> I don't even know what I'm looking at. It's on the stream. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at it. But <laughs> That's my curtains from the angle of which I'm trying to sleep with the street <laughs> lamp shining through. My lights are off in this picture, and that is what I see if I roll onto my side. Right. He's inescapable. <laughs> I'm just trying it's to very an sleep. Angel. Very protective. Um... And yeah, yeah, audio listeners. Great um, for audio listeners. Yeah, if you're an audio listener, um, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> okay, so um, let's also go on to the next news. I mean, what what do you guys do? You have anything to add to the discussion of my sonic curtains? Uh no, I don't think so. No. Well, um, no. Really? Uh, Nothing. Okay. Uh, uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. Wait, wait hang on. Hang on. No, I don't. Alrighty then. Well, uh, Ben Schwartz is back in the studio recording his lines for Sonic 3, so that's, uh, that's some news. I don't really have anything to say about it, but, like, that's news. So, uh, we can it assume that... They're going in full swing now. It confirms that. Good to I see. Do, but... The yeah. film will indeed be coming out. It makes me wonder when we get more cast announcements. I, I, I really want to know... Like, like... 
I guess you hold off on some of the announcements to, to like, slowly keep the hype going, you know? But also, just fucking tell me. Tell me who Shadow is. I don't know if... Okay, so, yeah, for a while on IMDb, it has since been taken down, but for a while on IMDb, it said that Cristo Fernandez would be playing Shadow. And uh, Cristo Fernandez was one of the announced cast members. But um, it's since been taken down. It did say on IMDb that he was Shadow for a while. Um, Now, if that were the case, he does speak with quite a thick accent. So you'd have a Shadow with an accent, which... You know, you can't rule out Shadow could have an accent, but if he was born it, in sure. space, what's a space accent even sound like? But what I don't know, I haven't seen Star Trek. Right. Which accent has he got then? I don't want to name it because I know whatever I say is going to be wrong. Okay. I mean, I'm really down for anyone. Like, I... Typically, I think, like, the best person for a role is the person who wants to do it the most and the best person for it. But what if, you like, know, like whoever Schumer, walked in and did the best... What if Amy Schumer uh, okay. came out and was like, I love Shadow the Hedgehog. I want to voice him more than I... anybody in the world. I, 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 don't make me go back on my words so quickly. <laughs> Poked a big old hole in your argument there, didn't I? I think, I think we only did. did. I think at that point, we'd only need one Amy. We, we don't need two, and one of them to be voicing... And I yeah, sure as hell so... don't want Amy Schumer voicing Amy Rose. I don't want Amy Schumer anywhere near anything. I don't think she is going to be anywhere near anything. She can't reach it. Jesus fucking but it's Christ. short? Because her career is in shambles. Oh. oh I didn't know. <laughs> That's not the reason. I don't keep up with actors. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Anyone Literally got anything is... to add on the Ben Schwartz thing? No, I don't think so. All right, we can move I on. I mean, we've got quite a good thick... man, and he's funny. <laughs> we got quite a thick, meaty episode anyway, so there's there's stuff to discuss across the board. Um, but the next one I find real interesting um, is there's a new disc that has been named by experts as the Big Boy. So scientists at the University of Shanghai have developed a one petabit uh, optical disc, and in gigabytes, that is one hundred twenty-five thousand gigabytes. So that's a that's a lot of gigabytes, um, and, and the reason why this kind of excites me is because in especially like the recent gaming generation, like the PS5, your Xbox Series X, and stuff like that, the disc for the game cannot hold the game on it anymore. You know, because the games are so fucking big um, that it's like you put the disc in, it's a key effectively for a download, and it downloads the game. You know how this works, and I don't like that. Uh, I think, you know, it's so much better if you just got the game on the disc, you can start playing it immediately, and then if for whatever reason the apocalyptic happens and all the servers go down, you've still at least got your game in some form. Um, so I, I think this could be really good news for the gaming, but um, I don't know... Physical games? Yeah, just for, games for, for the return of to. actual proper physical games, because, yeah, nowadays you can buy a physical copy of a game, but you're not really getting a physical copy of the game you're getting a disc you know if they even Bro, it's, physical it's just in time for media to go to completely digital <laughs> i i can't Look at that. with yeah it's like best buy how they phased out all physical media at best buy now it's now worst buy but also like in the pictures of all the removed physical media the funniest shit was that they still had little copies of sonic superstars on there 
that they're soldiers, they're soldiers on a mission there, aren't they? Clearly. <laughs> I wonder if maybe Sonic like, Man sixteen sixty one already at it. He's already at it. Maybe Sega had like a mandate. It's like it has to remain on store shelves until this date. So fucking worst buyer, just like, okay, yeah. We, if you want physical media, we got Sonic <laughs> Superstars. You got anything else? Nope, just Sonic Superstars. Who wouldn't want that? The Sonic I mean, Superstars Superstar Suicide Squad could be worse. You could be getting Suicide Squad. I I think it looks <laughs> fun, admittedly. Yeah, I mean, what the, might be, the I don't know. Yeah, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. I don't like it as a follow-up to the Arkham franchise because I hate, 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 like, fucking Robotnik levels of hate, hate what they have done to Arkham Batman. I hate that shit. But the game does look fun. Well, I mean, isn't part of the thing that they've been possessed or whatever, like, maybe, is it really that bad that he's, like, a bitch or whatever um, in the game? Right, so um, it's not really him, right? Like it's, spoilers, it's he's being controlled. Spoilers for Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. Um, the the Batman <laughs> the as, as, as well as all the other superheroes. Yes, they have been mind controlled by Brainiac, and obviously oh, the game Brainiac, is called yeah. Kill the Justice League. So the idea is you have to kill the Justice League, and Batman is one of the people you kill. You kill Batman in this game, and Batman dies. What I hate about this. Is that it People is the, die when they're killed. It is the Arkham Batman, though. This is the Batman that we've spent four video games with. We've got to know him. He's an icon in gaming in his own right. This is a very specific version of Batman right here. One that anyone that has played the Arkham games has spent hours upon hours with and seen his story unfold. And his story ends with him getting possessed, killing his son and getting iced in the face by Harley Quinn. Oh, that's, that hurts a little bit, actually. I didn't know he did that. Did, okay, wait, how how does he get possessed, though? Like, how does that work? Is it something that you think Arkham Batman could have realistically prevented? I don't think it's something he could have realistically prevented. It's one of those things where I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. I just hate that this is what they decided to do. Like, yeah, they should have treated it with more, like, respect. Yeah, this character matters to people. Like, this character has a very storied legacy. For me, he's like a childhood hero. It would be like if they released a Super Smash Brothers game where Sonic gets crippled in a wheelchair, kills Tails, and then gets shot in the face by, I don't know, Infinite. <laughs> and they say that's canon, that and that's how his story ends. Like yeah, you'd say that, but Smash fans would unironically want that. So as yeah. part of a non-canon I, Smash thing, fair I, enough. But the problem is they made it Arkham canon, you know. If it, if it wasn't canon, like it should have just been a different continuity. Yeah, because like I mean, it's canon. not we haven't done Evil Justice League and these things before. Yeah. You know, like there's no reason to say, hey, this is an Arkham game, because, like, I mean, the most recent Suicide Squad movie did really well. So I feel like they didn't really need to piggyback off that. Well, the latest you know, like, Suicide Squad movie actually flopped, but it had a good critical reception. Really? Yeah, sadly it flopped. Oh, I it's, it was... it's partly down to things like... Um, it, it's not down to the quality of the film, put it that way. But there was things like the COVID-19 pandemic, it was a streaming exclusive, etc. Ah, yes, like, that's um, true. So sadly, yeah, James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which I thought was a phenomenal film, completely flopped. It yeah, was, I liked it a lot. It's one of those things. Dude, you get though, Peter where... Capaldi into any movie, and I'm gonna watch it. Oh, 100. Just how it is. Peter Capaldi as the thinker was a scene stealer. Did you ever see uh, Peacemaker as well? 
I uh, no, I didn't get to watch it. It was on like HBO Max or something, right? I, I didn't have it. Uh, if you can find like a piracy site or a Blu-ray or something, I highly recommend it because it, it's a fantastic show and it is pretty much a sequel to James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yeah, my brother said he liked it a lot. I yeah, like it's fantastic. I I think you know. It's one of those things where I do find it weird how persistent DC and Warner Brothers are with the Suicide Squad brand. Like, it's... When Suicide Squad 2016 was first announced, I remember there was a lot of people asking, like, who really asked for this? And it was kind of just treated as, this is our Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, I hated the 2016 Suicide Squad uh, film. That is, like, on my <laughs> top five Dude. worst films of all time. I could talk about that movie for so long. I saw it one time with my family, and we walked out. My family was like, wow, that was pretty good. I liked it. And I was, like, seething. Yeah. I was like, that was fucking awful. Like, the writing was terrible. The acting was awful. Like, nothing yeah. made sense. I like, was you like... remember the part where, like, they go to the bar and they hang out for 12 minutes, and then right after that, the big fire guy sacrifices himself saying... I already lost one family. I'm not going to lose another one. And I'm like, you guys hate each other. Like, you guys aren't even getting along yet. Yeah, even even <laughs> if that wasn't minutes. the case. Like, they haven't been developed enough side by side or spent enough in-universe time together. Um, and, I mean, uh, do, do any of you care about spoilers for Madame Web? No. No, I saw Morbius. I'm not falling for that Sony trap again. Spoilers for Madame Web. <laughs> They do the same fucking thing in that movie, where, like, these characters have no reason to kind of consider each other family, and have spent probably, like, the best part of, I guess, 48 hours together or something? And at the end, like, Madame Webb is in the hospital, and she's got these Spider-Girl people by her side, and the doctor's just like, visitations are for family only, so if anyone isn't immediate family here, please leave. And Madame Webb's like, no, they are my family. It's, wow, it's so it's so not earned. It's not earned. So it's like a... <clears throat> the thing is, with okay. Adam Webb, I can laugh at it much more than I can with Suicide Squad 2016. Oh, God. Yeah, that movie was not funny. It wasn't, like, good in any way. It was The only thing well. that I thought was a little bit compelling was the whole, um... What's, it, what, what's the, uh, the guy's name? Rick something? Rick, Rick Flag? Rick Flag? Like, I... I sort of liked that whole deal where he was... Because it's his wife or something that turns into the witch, right? Yes. And then, oh my god, in the James Gunn one, he's the MVP of the fucking film. I forgot he was in the other one. <laughs> Dude, like the bit where like uh, Peacemaker shoots him and his last words are like, Peacemaker, what a joke and stuff. That's right. It's so awesome. Yeah. No, I, like, I liked him a lot. And I think the, the, the conflict where he was like, I got to... Like, he's got to take down someone he loves and cares about. Like, that's a really sad plot point, but the rest of the movie is just fucking garbage, so it doesn't matter. I thought um, probably the least boring part of Suicide Squad 2016 was, like, the Joker Harley origin, and it's funny because it's the worst version of it that I could imagine. I like that they cut all the Joker stuff out of it because Jared Leto is terrible. He did suck as the Joker. I liked him a bit better in the Snyder Cut, but marginally he's I, I still didn't come away from it going oh wow what, what a revelation of as the joker he was hardly in it he was in it for like two minutes right yeah i, I mean i like the idea of like okay one last hurrah for all these parts of the universe that we've abandoned and i like the fact he was there but i didn't really like him in it maybe we should have like a superhero podcast dude something. i'd be so game it's something that i was pushing for for fucking decades on this show
Um, so I'd be Let me figure it out. I'd be so game for like a Sunset City comic podcast or something. Um, however, we we do have to kind of get kind of on topic, and it's funny because this week's topic isn't really Sonic as such. Um, we're doing kind of something that exists in the Sonic climate, but isn't really Sonic as such. It's stuff that's kind of gone on to form its own legs and start running. So um, that brings us to our final piece of news, which segues us into our main topic for today. Um, so Evening Star Entertainment, a.k.a. The Mania Team, um, they have gone on to make, I think, is it their first release as a studio? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's yeah. their first. So, first off, that's quite big, like, because, you know, these guys were bought on as, you know, like, kind of fans of the Sonic franchise that were also game developers, and they went on to make Sonic Mania, which was, of course, a big smash hit, a, a feat in retro game development and stuff like that. Um, and we've kind of seen what happens when they're taken out of the equation for a 2D Sonic game with Sonic Superstars recently, which I still insist isn't bad, but... And I, I still kind of prefer it to Mania on its foundational level, but I won't deny the the Mania team did a much, much better job with what they had to do than what our Zest and Sonic team put together for Sonic Superstars. Um, and now we kind of have the reason why they didn't work on Sonic Superstars was partly because they were working on their first thing of their very own, which is Penny's Big Breakaway. Um, and it's here. It's out. They released it early. Um, and Dylan, you've played a little bit, and Tom, you haven't, have you? I'm, I'm waiting to get enough money to play it. Sure. Just waiting for that day. I get you. Yeah, I almost didn't buy it the other day, because I was like, I don't have any any income right now, but then I was like, okay, my birthday's coming up, so hopefully that was... Uh, it'll make some money for that. But, like, uh, I've played maybe three or four levels currently. I'm not you know, I can't, I can't speak as like, hey, here's how the whole game is. But this game, it, it's a very interesting platformer. Like, I know we've set up this episode as like, a, hey, here's some indie games. And, you know, we'll talk about fan games as well that are semi-Sonic related. Uh, I think everybody sort of expected Penny to take a lot more from Sonic than it ended up doing. Like, I, I know I'm not super far in. But, like, it definitely feels like its own thing. I don't I don't really think I've played a game before that really feels like uh, Penny's Big Breakaway. And yeah. in a good way. In a good Ooh, way. I mean, like, it, it controls very well. And I'm still sort of... When I play a game, I like to learn the controls and sort of get used to how it feels before I really start going ham on the levels. So I'm still kind of in that learning segment. But uh, so far, it's been, like, really unique and fun. I've been very into it. Also, just a heads up for anyone worried, we're not discussing spoilers for Penny's Big Breakaway. None of us are far yeah, into yeah. the game enough to even see any spoilers. I've gotten past the second boss, and I kind of stopped there for the time being. Um, but so far, I'm really enjoying the game. I mean, Tom, what do you know about Penny's Big Breakaway so far? I know that it uses momentum. It's, it's a heavily focused momentum-based platformer, which I like the look of right off the bat. Kind of yes, like kind of no, actually. Like, in that it, everything involves physics to it, but it's not momentum in... I mean, it has momentum in there, but that's not, like... I don't know, Dylan, would you call it, like, a momentum-based platformer? I think the way it's listed is a kinetic-based platformer, 
and I, I am too stupid to know what specifically that means. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, there is momentum involved, because you do have things like rolling down hills to gain speed and do, you know, like, longer jumps. And you can also... I mean, like, there are these things, like, you, you run into these little, like, spinny things, and then they shoot you off at really high speed, so, like, there is an element of, like, keeping that speed. Yeah. And, uh... You know, it involves momentum, so, it's, I mean, I, I wouldn't just, say that's the entire thing. Yeah, it's no, one of those things where I'd say that is one aspect of the game, because, like, your basic floor traversal is just basic floor traversal, basically. Um, but you do have, like, so Penny's whole gimmick is she's got this yo-yo, um, and it's got all these different abilities. All the different abilities pertain to the yo-yo. It's quite interesting in that, like, if Sonic was, like, what if we based a platforming game around a pinball, um... What Evening Star have done is kind of asked, like, what if we made a platforming game based around a yo-yo? What's all the different things a yo-yo can do? For starters, it's on a string, so we can factor in the string into kind of this. And, like, a yo-yo can roll, so rolling oh. is indeed a factor of the game. But, like, um, yeah, you can kind of hop on your little yo-yo thing and use that to go down terrains. But it's something you can only really use as part of a pre-existing flow state, effectively. And the way this game's traversal works is really interesting, because it is effectively like a combat combo flow system, in a way, except that's now the traversal element. I, I saw a video of one of the Penny's Big Breakaway developers playing the first level in a single combo, where they're basically constantly doing these tricks with their yo-yo all the way to the very end of the stage. But, um... So, yes, you have got things like rolling, but you've also got things like you can use the right analog stick to whirl your yo-yo around, you can, um, you can swing from your yo-yo. Only the once, though. You can't use, like, a web swing mechanic. And you can kind of throw the yo-yo and then kind of yank yourself up to it. So it's kind of a bit like a kind of a, an air dash, but a bit more physics-based. Um, so it's quite interesting in that, like, it's a game that isn't like Sonic. It uses some of the philosophies of Sonic, but I would say that it's not like Sonic. If if you're playing this expecting, you know, the new Sonic Mania, that's not what you're getting. You're getting a game that stands on its own two feet. And I, I think Very that, unique. Yeah. that was a really good move because Evening Star, because their beginnings effectively came from Sonic Mania, Sonic is always going to be on the table of conversation with anything they release now. And I, I hope that's something that they've kind of accepted because I can understand why that might actually get quite annoying. But, um... It, it's a game where I would say it demonstrates a great understanding of all the things that make a good Sonic game so good, while also being a very different thing. It's like, you can tell this game has come from people that nailed the Sonic formula, and now they're doing something very different, you know? Yeah. And it's still super... Sorry, Tom, you go on. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, no, no, sorry, I keep talking over you, I, didn't mean, I don't mean to, I'm just... Okay, it's fine, I was gonna say, from what I've seen, it looks like it's very inspired by Mario Odyssey, in terms of its platforming mechanics with Cappy and everything, that let you use it to then traverse and do combos and do damage and all that sort of thing, so, and with the style and everything, it looks like it's just a mix of all good things about modern platformers, condensed into a little good package. That's what it gives off the impression to me, like, at least. I don't know if that's actually accurate to what the game is actually like, but... Yeah, don't let me, that's um... a very good comparison, yeah. honestly, from, like, uh, from what I remember. Like, Mario Odyssey, I played that whole thing, and it does sort of have a similar flow, because, like, Mario doesn't go fast most of the time, and neither does Penny. 
until you start getting into that flow state that like has been mentioned a few times now. Once you are, you know, zipping around, you kind of see the character just, just like, you kind of have to earn it in both of the games, and I, I think that's a much better comparison to anything Sonic-related. There's a learning curve to it for definite as well, and I would say that Penny's Big Breakaway even has quite a steep learning curve to it, because there's a lot of different abilities, and you kind of learn to chain them together, and that's what gets you into that kind of flow state. But the first time you pick up the game and start playing through some levels, you're gonna look kind of like an idiot as you're playing it, and you're trying to work all these things out, but then, like, there are times when it's like, you've just chained a few things together, it's like, ooh, Oh, okay, that feels that feels good. Like and and that happened to me a few times and gradually I got better and better at it, but it's also a game that requires you to be quite sure-footed to pull it off. I find if you're pussyfoot and tiptoe and you're a bit timid, you're not really going to pull things off. Like one of the best examples of this can be when you um at the end of each stage there's this little stage a little podium thing where you can do this busking activity which is effectively a quick time event but it's got these tiers to it and like the top tier is just kind of this very narrow platform um and you ideally want to get on that one but i found the more hesitant i was the less i would ever actually land on that platform whereas like kind of the less hesitant you are the more confident you are in the abilities you have in this game the better you'll do and that is something that is also quite intrinsic to like sonic philosophy as well but um, in, in the thing with Cappy is I, I do feel much more sure of the abilities of this yo-yo than I did Cappy. Like, don't let me talk down Super Mario Odyssey. The game is a masterpiece 10 out of 10 game, in my opinion. But I, I, I think as far as, like, the yo-yo controls go versus the Cappy controls, I think the yo-yo is honestly more, I don't know, reliable? Is that the word I'm looking for? I mean, sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think, yeah. What do you think, Dylan? Uh, yeah, I mean, reliable works. That, that makes sense to me. Like, all of this sounds like just good game design full stop. Because like, yeah. and, like, other games in completely different genres, like Doom Eternal, if you want to be good at the game, you need to take risks. Use the, use the meat hook and your frozen grenade to actually win and beat the demons. In Devil May Cry 5, you need to like go in, go all in, know the combos of your sword and gun attacks, and if you're using V, all your animal and demon attacks there, to really go all in and win all that sort of stuff. So it's just, that's just good game design in general. It doesn't yeah, necessarily have to always relate back to Mario or, or platformers and Sonic and all that stuff. You can... That's just good core design. If you go further, you'll get rewarded. Something yeah. that um, has... Like, a, a few people have come to me and said they are quite he <clears throat> hesitant about buying the game right now because it's quite buggy. And um, so the thing is, oh, I really? haven't experienced them myself. And I don't, I don't want to talk down anyone's experience with this game. The, the bugs do exist. I, I have seen videos of people encountering some collision problems here and there. Um, and that, yeah, it, it can happen. It's not good. It's something that should probably be worked on. But um, it's not something I have experienced myself. So I can only kind of conclude that either I am incredibly lucky or maybe these are things you kind of have to be in the right place for or something along those lines. Um... But the thing that makes me... Oh, yeah, you know what? Sorry, go on. Sorry, I, I did hear uh, someone in my Discord, one of my friends, said that she 100%ed the game, and there were a handful of, like, bad bugs. So I'm not sure... Like, she didn't elaborate on what that was, but 
you know, she didn't say they were small bugs. She said bad bugs. So, yeah. you know, there must be some stuff out there. I just I haven't gotten to anything like that yet. But apparently, like, something to be aware of, I guess. Some of the street lamps, the collision's not properly done, so you can fall through the floor if you get too close to the street lamps. It's apparently stuff like that. But again, I haven't experienced it myself. So I can't speak on it, but like, I'm not going to deny that people have had that. Uh, something yeah. that is giving me secondhand embarrassment, though, is Sonic fans using this as a gotcha. I've seen some people be like, oh, just blame Sega. Oh, wait. And it's like, oh, Sonic Frontiers is so buggy. But look at this. Like, this is what the Mania team did. Guys, you haven't played it. Because the game is a million times more polished than Sonic Frontiers or uh, Sonic Superstars. And at the end of the day, like, it's a £25 release where those games yeah, yeah, are full price yeah those are full price <clears throat> games now it doesn't make it okay like but it, it's one of those things where it's this is still way more polished than your average triple a release these days like i i have run into way less bugs with this game than i did spider-man 2 for the playstation 5 or any of the recent sonic games or anything like that this is still a much more polished title um than you know what we've kind of come to expect uh, from a lot of major releases and and yeah it, it just it yeah. makes me kind of embarrassed to see sonic fans trying to use this as a gotcha it's like guys stop it just stop and it's also one thing i wanted to mention is the, the art style it, it's very unique and fun and i think a lot of the cinematics and stuff they like i i was shocked when i booted it up because like they run so buttery smooth that i thought like I thought something was wrong with my eyes. Like, it was running so smoothly. Like, it's got this very interesting, like... I was trying to place what it reminded me of. It almost feels like some kind of, like, classic Nickelodeon cartoon or something. Like, yeah, with how I everything is so, like, interestingly stylized. I agree. Um, um, I mean, it, It's just very... I'm playing it on PC, so obviously it's, it's okay. going to be better than consoles, I guess. Like, well, uh, on... It, it's very... Okay. I'm, like, I'm super impressed with a lot of that game so far. I'm also really impressed with how it runs on Switch as well. It it runs beautifully on Switch too. Like, this is probably one of the better running Switch games that I've played. And yeah, it's an art style that's very distinct, very unique, quite intricate in places, yet it's one that translates really well across all generations. Because it's one of those things where <clears throat> its style doesn't require a huge deal of graphical Ooh. fidelity, but its style yeah, is also like very... Waker. Yeah, it's, it's also a very effective style. And I think it's one of those things where it's like, this is where Sonic can take some notes from a game like this, is if you're releasing your game on Switch, and it absolutely has to release on Switch, then lean into a style that can translate to the Switch. Don't do the whole realism thing that they did in Sonic Breath of the Frontiers. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's a very good-looking game, um, overall. It's very enjoyable so far. A reliably good time. Haven't had any performance issues. I did see, and I I'm not speaking against the person that pointed this out, but I did see a person uh, post a video of an instance of pop-in. Just, just where there's some platforms that pop-in, depending on what angle you're looking at it from. And again, I've seen the Sonic fans all clowning, be like, oh, so Frontier is in every so game. But Really, at this point? You, know, like... you have to... You have to look for the pop in in this one, you know. Like Frontiers, you don't yeah, have to look it's not for distracting. it. Yeah, like it's an active immersion breaker in Sonic Frontiers, and again, sixty dollar price tag. Like 
a world of difference. Mm. Like, I do not mind a teeny bit of popping if it's like literally you gotta point it out to me. That's fine. That is part of it. Things load in, they load out. It happens. Tiny little bit of popping, fine. Frontiers popping's fucking unacceptable. Yeah, like Webster just said, it's egregious. Yeah, it, it's like that game. I I know we've been said the depth, but like if you're gonna be like semantic about it, like. <laughs> If you have to look and find the pop-in, you have to be like, look, there! Look, you sound like the teacher from The Incredibles. Yes. Look, there! See, he moved! <laughs> There's no tack there, and now there is! Literally. Like, but in Sonic Frontiers, it's like, you see the guy walk over and put the tack on the chair. Yeah. It, it's literally, it's not even Dash doing it. It's literally the Turtle Man, the slowest man alive, putting the tack on the teacher's chair. And it's a man. big, big fucking tack. Huge. <laughs> Yeah, that's more for the, the superhero podcast. Imagine if in The Incredibles there was someone named Turtle Man and he couldn't hide his powers because he's just a turtle. Well, fun fact. Where's um, a big shell? In the very first issue of The Flash to feature Barry Allen as The Flash, The Flash's arch enemy is, I shit you not, The Turtle Man. Turtle Man. <laughs> the Turtle Man. And his, his whole thing is that he's the slowest man alive. That's me. <laughs> One of the things he the does is get in a speedboat at the end. A speedboat. Turtle Man New Earth DC database. Why would you I don't understand how that would be a problem for the Flash. Can he make other people slow? Like can he like slow you down? Mm, not in the one I read. But it, it could easily <laughs> it, I suppose it could be like, oh this man's committing crimes, send out all the police cars you got, and the police cars all go so fast that they arrive way too early and he just wasted a load of taxpayers' dollars. Early. Getting all these police cars out for no I didn't reason. get there yet. I haven't robbed the bank yet. <laughs> He's, he'll rob the bank when it's shut, you know? <laughs> oh, you know, did they adapt it? Uh, I don't want to go too much into superheroes again, but I think they adapted this character for the CW Flash. No way. I gotta look this up. I, I think. CW it's Russell Glosser. Nicknamed the Turtle by Cisco Ramon. <laughs> Might not be the same guy, but like it's similar idea. I, I guess. mean, to be fair, yeah, he was later nicknamed the Turtle in later issues. Again, I haven't read much Flash, but I kind of started reading the Barry Allen run, like from its origins. And <laughs> yeah, the Turtle Man. It's just so funny to me that they were like, "Who's a good villain for the fastest man alive?" Interestingly enough, as oh, well, yes. like, the Jay Garrick version of the Flash in that wasn't another universe thing. He was literally just a comic book character in universe <clears throat> and the flash was just well barry was just like okay i got super speed powers i will be the real flash basically i didn't know that i thought jay garrick like shows up doesn't he real eventually or yeah yeah it's just in that very early run things are a little different oh in the early one. okay yeah <clears throat> and they got infinite earths so i guess that means he just exists somewhere yeah dc's uh continuity is weird the dc podcast for the for the pre-New 52 and post-New 52 age. <laughs> I don't want to be a DC-specific podcast. I would love to just do general, <laughs> like, superheroes or something. I think that'd be fun. We can, we can, we can figure something we'll out. Talk we can, we'll, we'll talk can expand. about it. We'll yeah. We can expand. We can expand. Why not? But, uh... Tot. Yes. You have anything to say? Not about the Flash. Damn. What about the turtle man? He sounds cool. He sounds very cool. 
I think it would it's be funny yeah. if Reverse Flash ran everywhere in reverse. He ran backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And every he time he drives so a car, evil. it's just always what? in reverse. I love it. He's so much of a threat, but that would make him so funny. <laughs> hey, look where you're going, buddy. He runs on his hands or something. He does a handstand and runs. <laughs> so, Dylan, do you want to do PowerPoint Party? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to do a PowerPoint. This one is uh, this is a bit more on topic today. I, I didn't go crazy off the rails. I actually just uh, we, we said we were going to talk about Sonic. So it's not like spiritual success. I guess spiritual successors and fan games. And I know a lot about fan games, so I've just thrown up a document of a, a couple fan games that I like, and I wanted to just shout out. I guess while we have a minute. <clears throat> well, um, okay. So, Tom, what you're going to want is um yeah so you're just gonna want to pay attention to the discord uh dylan do you have music for this powerpoint party uh i do i i'm not sure why it didn't work the last time but i i think i could just play it in my browser and you should be able to hear it on stream also yes webster we are doing powerpoint party now powerpoint party last week i was like busy this this week i was busy but then some of the stuff i was supposed to do got canceled so we've done had two. more time powerpoint parties so far and it's, it's not a powerpoint party in the sense that you kind of said where it's kind of like a contest uh this is just dylan makes a powerpoint for us to observe yeah i make a i, I i'm trying to my, my philosophy with this is i'm making a powerpoint as if i was in like elementary school and i think it's really funny and fun so tom be ready to pay attention to this okay uh, I'm, I'm waiting all right oh yeah i gotta screen my screen <laughs> uh let's see Okay, um, right, let me just quickly throw this up on. Oh, All right, can you see this? Hang on, right, wait a sec. Okay. Wait, where's the, where's the window? Hang on, sorry, it's just, ah, ah. Little difficulties? Okay, no, we got it, okay, we got it, we're here. Good. Okay. Right, good. Can you hear the music? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Alright, welcome. Sonic Fan Games was the topic this week. Very cool. I have a question. This is not funny. I already... Don't you know questions at the end? Alright, what's what's your question? That's fine. What, what's no, your never, question? I, I don't have a question anymore. Okay. Alright, so this isn't supposed to be, like, funny. But, uh, you know, next week will probably be more funny. I mean, that's quite funny. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he makes a noise. All right, for real now. <laughs> so the first thing that came to mind, especially because of recent events, is uh, Sonic GT. This one was a super impressive game that started out adapting levels like Hilltop Zone from Sonic 2, and it makes it this grandiose giant 3D level and they there expanded into some unique zones. And uh, there might have been maybe like another remake or something in there. I, I can't really remember off the top of my head. But the speed in this one is incredible. Like a lot of momentum. You're rolling down hills. You're rolling up walls and around things. I remember they even added bosses and like multiple playable characters. Like I think you play Sonic, Shadow, Classic Sonic, and Mighty? And Classic Sonic, I don't think is part of the main story or anything. I think he's like a bonus. 
but it's very oh ray's in there too and i think he's he's also very fun i'm just also realizing i forgot to add sonic encore to this sonic encore is another 3d sonic fan game that is very good in the same sort of vein as this reinterprets old zones into 3d like oil ocean mystic cave zone tons of playable characters both of them very good time but this one specifically i wanted to mention because the people who made this went on to make Roland Rascal, which is oh, a game awesome. that is on Kickstarter right now, and it's got a demo you can play. You can check it out on Steam. It's very much an evolution of Sonic GT, and I know some people are going to be like, don't compare it to Sonic. Shut up. <laughs> it, it literally came from a Sonic fan game dev. Like, shut up. But anyway, it's its own thing now. It is a very fun, momentum-based platformer with gorgeous levels and... Honestly, it's got controls to die for. I think it is one of the best controlling games I've played in a while. I also made a video of this that released uh, at 3 o'clock today, so same time the podcast started. So if you want to see that, you can check out my channel at some point if you want. But uh, very good game, and I think everyone should check it out. Definitely go check it out on Steam. It's free. Download it right now. Next. Is, is that a choice? Do, do we have a choice? No, it's not a choice. You have to play it. Oh. Did you say it's free? The demo is free, yeah. It's the game. The game is not finished yet. It's on Kickstarter. Not this one. This is ah no. Go back. All right. This, this is one, really good because there's a lot of like things I had Steam. to look at for the the piss document so that I could put like what these developers had previously made fan game wise, and you've you've done this for me. This this makes things very easy. Yep. <clears throat> Oh, Sonic World DX is another really great one. Sorry, I, I was kind of scrambling at one point. I forgot to add some stuff. Sonic World DX, another very good fan game. 3D levels, that kind of stuff. But anyway, next up, one of my personal favorites of all time. Uh, Sonic Roboblast 2, which is a fan game that has 20-plus years of development behind it, which is fucking insane to me. Like, Pip-Pop, how old are you? I'm, I'm older than you. No, you're not. I'm 27. Are you? Yes. Really? I thought you were younger than me for some reason. I mean, I think I'm marginally uh, younger than you. Okay, you know what? Probably not longer than Pup's been alive then. What's your date of birth? But, uh... My, it's 3596. 3596. Wait, so uh, 3 is in March, right? March, yeah, the third Wait, one. shit, you had a birthday recently. Uh, no, March hasn't happened yet. Oh, shit, yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. Alright, good. <laughs> Pop's living I, in another timeline. I did. <laughs> but, uh, I forget. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, I was that point doesn't stand, but, like, I was probably seven years old when this released for the first time, and I wouldn't learn about it until uh, probably, like, 17 years later. I'm in the place. But it is I one of before. the coolest, one of the most improved fan games. Of course, with 20 years, of course it's going to improve. It is incredible. You've got, I think... Six playable characters in the base game and infinite modding potential. Like, literally, some of the best mods I've ever seen for any game. It's amazing. Uh, and it's also co op online multiplayer, and it's got a battle mode. You can do like capture the flag and battle stuff like that. If you haven't played this game, this one's free because it's a fan game. Check this one out, especially because God. Are you missing out if you've not played this one? And I think it also just had a big update recently that like overhauled a few levels, probably adding a bunch of stuff. 
Not sure if it's out yet, but that's on the horizon. Final. But, yeah, you know me. I like mods. I like fan games. This is both. It's very good. Update. It's also a mod of the Doom engine. You know Doom? Yeah, dude. I've the, been the playing. Game. I've been playing the OG Doom on Game Pass because I figured I'm approaching my 30s, and every man in his 30s loves Doom. So I probably it's, want to uh, play Doom. It's built off of that engine. It's a heavily modified Doom engine. I thought so because like I, I love Sonic Robo Blast 2 and think it's a feat of engineering. At the same time, I found the camera betrayed me a few times, especially in one of the boss fights. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think if it like zoomed, not zoomed in. I think if it locked on the boss, it might be a little better. But uh, yeah. I mean, it's very small complaints. This game's unreasonably good. Big complaints. In my but anyway, uh, so I didn't have anything else that they made because I'm not sure if they have, but move on to more fan games you guys probably already know these the lake feppard sonic games there are three i think we have sonic before after the sequel and chrono adventure which i didn't play because i i just i just didn't get around to it wait someone uh, said we are not okay bad. so all right we're now back. They can hear us again. All right, now we're back for real? Yeah, we're back for realsies. That was a really okay. inopportune right. time for my... Inopportune too? An inopportune time for my internet to go out. Sorry about that, everybody. It's a yeah. small annoyance, but I guess yeah. we're back. So, I don't know how much you heard, but I, I don't think there's a lot to say about these ones because I feel like these are very popular fan games that everyone already knows about. And, of course, we know a lot about this because... Spark the Electric Gesture was spawned after these games, and there are three games in that series now. Spark started out as a 2D platformer, sort of like Sonic. It's also got almost like a mix of Kirby in there because you gather new powers and you can use... It's, it's like there's some like elemental abilities you get, like... I think there's like electric attacks, which, you know, makes sense with the name. Uh, there are... I mean, like, there's vehicles you can ride, there's, like, a... There's a lot in there. I, I didn't play through the first one, but I have played the other two. And the other two, Spark 2 and 3, are 3D platformers that are very much in the vein of, like, Sonic Adventure. Sonic Adventure 2, specifically, I would say. Uh, they've got some very interesting story stuff going on. I like a lot of the characters that are involved. And the designs are really fun. Like, I, I feel like there are not a lot of designs out there that look like this. Uh, Spark 3 also is a recent release. I think it came out last year sometime? And it is honestly kind of a masterpiece. Like, there are so many quality of life things in that game make it feel better. Like, Spark 2 had some stuff. Like, some people complained about combat. This game... You can, like, I think there's difficulty sliders for multiple uh, aspects of the game. So, you, like, you can change the platforming difficulty and the combat difficulty interchangeably, which I think is really nice. Uh, yeah. No, those are pretty good. Please play those. Those are on Steam, and I think they're on Xbox as well. Or at least, uh, maybe 2 and 3 are. The chat is not moving. Are you sure we're back? Yeah, we're, yeah, back. we're back. We're back. We're good? Okay. So which guy are you looking at? I, I'm just. I was on the same chat as before. Is there another chat window now? Uh, There's another stream open. You might yeah. just need to refresh it. Yeah, hold on. Let me get that. Sure. 
everybody just twiddle your thumbs for a minute. Hang in there, you can see the next game right there. You can read uh, the slide if, if you're not an audio listener, that is. <laughs> well. Oh yeah, okay, I got it here. Here it is. Yeah, we are so back. Always give it. <laughs> Ball Deluxe. Right, I've got it back. Okay, sorry. So, Sonic Ball Deluxe is a game that I love a lot. Uh, this game is a Mario and Sonic crossover, and it's not what you might think. Uh, it actually starts interpreting Mario levels, but has, I would say, a bit more focus on the speed of Sonic. Like, a lot of the characters in here move faster. Like, you know, Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and there's a lot of playable characters. You have Mario, Luigi, I think Wario, Bowser, Mecha Sonic, and this also has a pretty big modding scene, which is neat. Like, you can play as a lot of different characters, you can go on Game Banana, find stuff like that. Oh, let's see. It is also actively still being updated, because I think the Bald Deluxe title is actually rather recent. And Wario might actually be newer. But uh, that's a really fun one. I, I recommend this one. Like, it controls really well, and I think each character has a fun set of abilities to try and get through the levels with. Uh, but yeah, and this also leads into just fun fact. Back when I made uh, the Magnificent Motobug on my channel, the, uh, the original version, I actually used Sonic Ball Deluxe, or not the Deluxe, but I used the Sonic Ball game to make custom characters, put them on a green screen, and that's how I got away with not animating a single thing for that whole animated video. <laughs> Wait, you could just put them on a green uh, screen in the game? Uh, well, I mean, I replaced the graphics in the game, so it was a green screen, and then I made little, basically puppets out of Motobug, Buzz Bomber, Sprite, stuff like that. And then every animation that was in that original video was just me moving around in the game in like a way that makes sense for the the video. So that was kind of fun. Like I, I didn't want to learn how to animate, and I feel like I successfully pulled that off. Wait a minute. Uh, but you, also, you got a friend called Pip who has a channel. Yeah. Sounds like <laughs> was, an enemy. That was funny because I, I wrote Pup earlier. And now Pip's here. But also, of note, if you didn't know. Uh, there is a Magnificent Motobug reboot on my friend Pip Productions' channels, and that one is actually animated proper. That one is an animated series that is still in production, working on episode 2 right now. I've seen a lot of the scenes for it so far. It's still... Uh, it's still... Uh, let's see, how, like, maybe halfway done? Uh, but, you know, it takes a long time because he's the only one animating it. But anyway, uh, you can check that out if you want. You can just type in Magnificent Motobug on YouTube and you'll find it. Just look for Pip Productions. Worth it, I think. Not Channel uh, Pip. More on that later. Just so we all know. Channel Pip. <laughs> not, not Channel Pup. Pip Productions. Channel Pip. That's my not buddy Pip. Pip Productions he does either. Work. Pip. Uh, yep. But that was that was a little off track there. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, next. The end. From Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, no, that's it. It's over. Oh man. Well, bravo. That's all. That's all I got. Well, hell oh yeah. yeah, thanks for sending the link. You can find that video I was talking about there. It didn't mean to advertise, but I just thought it was a nice fun fact, because that fan game, Sonic Ball Deluxe, has been, I don't know, it's like a personal favorite, and I've, I've got some fun history with it, some of my favorite videos that I've made, so cool shit. I and that's I'm... PowerPoint Party.
I'm going to put out a post on the Sunset City page to let people know we're back because that internet outage has halved our live audience. So it was, yeah, it's probably a rough moment. Thank for, you. Uh, for right that in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, but that's, uh, that's what I've got for PowerPoint Party. Definitely more in depth than the previous ones because I was, I was serious this time. Yeah. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed, and uh, maybe next week we'll see more. Hell yeah, fucking, that was a good PowerPoint party. That one was really in-depth, and it answered a lot of questions that I kind of needed for the episode Thanks. ahead. See, if it's something I know, it's fan games. I've, I've been known to play a fan game or two here and there. Tom, have you played any fan games? Fan <clears throat> games? Not really, no. I don't really play a lot of fan game stuff. It's not really... Are you still uh, streaming my screen? No. Sorry, I don't mean it. No, okay. Don't worry. No, no, uh, fan game stuff isn't really my area of expertise, I'd say. Like, I don't know an awful lot about it. I've recognized, I think, almost every single game in your presentation, though. So I guess that's a good sign that I, I know about all of them. Nice. So, yeah. I guess, yeah, I probably should try at some point. It's just sometimes it's... It's hard because some of the games on there, especially Spark, I think Spark is the only one that I can actually genuinely say, okay, yeah, this is a bit of a problem, was how the community, I do not like their attitude towards it because they weaponize the fact that Spark is good and it, it make it their entire personality. Like, I'm glad that other games don't do that. Like, as far as I can tell, obviously, it's mostly the Sonic side that is the problem when it comes to um, Penny. But with Spark specifically, I saw so many people just being vitriolic and just like I'm, I'm. We're better because we're playing this game. That's something. Really? I, yeah, I remember when it came out. Like every, every person that was playing it was like using it to weaponize against this main series, and it, it really turned me off of the game. But I saw that and was like, Jesus Christ, is this what all people that play this game are like? And I, I haven't played it since because of that. Like the community. That's really unfortunate. The community behind the game was awful, absolutely awful. And I'm glad that it's the only game that this happened to, like, really badly, but Spark was just really bad that it just turned me off of trying the game out. I'll, I'll probably try it at some point. Like, yeah, I recommend the third one a lot. It's got, like, I, I think I gave enough of a spiel earlier, but the second one, it's still pretty good. I, I enjoyed that one a lot. And the third one, I think, is, like, he took everything that people didn't like about the second one and fixed it, from what I've seen. So I've played um, the first two Spark games. Well, I haven't completed the second one yet. Actually, I actually haven't completed the first one yet, to be honest. I got to the um, the final Fark boss fight, and after all, I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I kind of rage quit and haven't final, picked it up since. The final boss is really funny in that game, but also, I, I just like to... I guess I didn't mention this well in the PowerPoint, but Spark 2 especially... Like, you get to the first boss or whatever after doing these fun platforming sections, and you need to figure out, like, how the combat works. It involves a lot of parrying, uh, and I think people didn't love that, because it's very easy to just parry and let the guy attack you and then just attack them. But the music track that plays during boss fights, holy shit, is it cool. Like, it, it is, like, oh, the epitome dude. of, like... It's like crushing Like, me. rock and roll, like, you're kicking ass. Yeah, it's so good. And oh. then I think the final battle has a new song, too. In regard to kind of the community aspect, I haven't really seen so much of the superiority complex stuff. 
Um, but I, I can safely that's say that's mostly that's mostly because it's died down. Because when the game first released, like it was terrible. It was really bad with how much people were pushing that this would be the killer of the game. And if you don't, and if you still are a fan of Sonic, then you're stupid. Then you're stupid. You need to play this right now. Yeah, that shit's ridiculous. It was you really mean, like, bad. It was okay, really so, bad. Okay, so it was like people weaponizing it against Sonic, and and I guess at that point Sonic was really lackluster as well because it probably would have been around like that would have been around the time that Colors Ultimate was the latest release. Yeah, so I, I mean it was around that time because I do have a bit of a topic I do want to bring in on the subject of Spark and other kind of adjacent games that kind of fit in that category of clearly inspired by yeah. Sonic but going down a different path is I th <clears throat> I think it is absolutely fair to compare Spark to Sonic like pretty yes. much. 100% of the people that are saying you shouldn't compare Spark to Sonic are Sonic fans. And they tend to say that because it's an argument they're probably going to struggle to win beyond just, I prefer the Sonic games based on these merits and stuff. In which case, that is a fair assessment. Put it this way. Yeah, I... You can like Sonic more, it's fine. Yeah, like, put it you this can way. Play both. Sonic Frontiers is one of my absolute favorite video games of all time because I love it. I, I love just jumping back on the game, spin-dashing around some hills and valleys and climbing on some rails and shit. Maybe even just doing the tower climbs for the sake of it because it just it feels good, it's fun to do, the music is great, and I enjoy it for that reason. I revisit Sonic Frontiers more than I do any of the Spark the Electric Jester games. However, I would say I think Sega definitely need to take a look at some of the stuff that works really well about Spark the Electric Jester. Like, the sense of speed and movement and stuff like that. And I do feel like maybe they have. Like, the combat elements in Sonic Frontiers... Like, again, it does feel like an element of Spark the Electric Jester has yeah, been brought in not there. dissimilar. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, it's not dissimilar. I don't know if it would be, like, directly inspired, but it's yeah. definitely, like... I don't know, it's possible they were like, oh, that looks cool. But I was like... The, Why don't we try something like that? The movement of this feels very good, and it's like at the time when like our most recent brand new Sonic game release was Sonic Forces, I can absolutely under understand the perspective of Sonic games should try and be a bit more like Spark the Electric Jester. This is a very good blueprint for what a 3D Sonic game could be. But I will say this, I completely agree with you, Tom, in that there's a difference between drawing up comparisons and saying one game can take notes from the other... And also saying you're fucking stupid if you still like Sonic the Hedgehog after this, that, and the other, and all, all that bollocks, you know? Yeah, that's ultimately a thing. Talk, talk more toxic people speak louder. Yeah. And they, and they drown out the people that are actually trying to be civil about things and draw comparisons and see what what this does right, what this does wrong. It, it, just, got, it just got drowned out in Spark's case, which is unfortunate. I remember... I first started playing Spark the Electric Jester 2 while I was at my sister's over Christmas, and she just saw it on my screen. I was like, so what Sonic game is this then? I was like, it's not a Sonic game. She's like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? You're playing as Super Sonic for starters. It's got rock music in it and stuff. It's clearly... I was like, yeah, but look, there's no rings or anything. It's not Sonic. <laughs> it's a... I was like, it's a game that does a lot of things quite different to Sonic. And she's like, yeah, like what? I was like, combat. It's like, yeah, but the Sonic game you showed me last had combat. It's like, that was a new thing. That was a new thing to Sonic. Sonic was not doing this at the time the Spark games came it. out. You don't but, get it. You don't get it. <laughs> but also, like, comparing, like, Spark to, like, some of the boost games, there, there is a lot that I think Spark does do quite a bit better. Um, but, I mean, it's one of those things where I can say there are elements of it does better. Like, put it this way, like, I think the closest comparison I could kind of make would be between, like, Spark 
2 and say Sonic Unleashed or Spark 2 and say Sonic Adventure 2 and like for me it's those Sonic games that win because of just elements in those Sonic games that make it better but the basic movement and traversal stuff in Spark it does feel like it's taken a lot of notes from Sonic refined them and now I feel like Sonic needs to take some notes from how they've evolved that formula and done it really well. Mainly for things like the cyberspace element or if they want to do just like linear A to B levels. I feel like the open zone thing, they got a good thing going on there. And they could easily have a good thing going on with these cyberspace elements if they just did everything differently. But like, you know, like it, it's still, it's, it's, you know. I think Spark offers some very cool blueprints. It's a game I've had a consistent amount of fun with so far. I think Spark 1... I enjoyed it a lot, and I did think, I think this is doing some more interesting things than a lot of the 2D Sonic games have done for a while. For example, just the way it does loop-de-loops and handles those elements, it gets a lot more ambitious with it. Um, but I also feel like Spark 1 had the issue of, I think the bosses are a bit too fucking difficult, and the telegraphing can be a little, a little narrow for me. Um, and uh, the level design can vary from being quite blocky to suddenly being very Sonic-y. So... Yeah, um, but on a whole, I do love the Spark games for what they are. I think they do do enough to kind of distinguish themselves from Sonic a little bit, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. they, they feel unique, especially once... I know I'm comparing it to Sonic Adventure 2, I said that, but, like, it, it's a very... I think the third game especially, like, they, they do go in a different direction as well with that one like there's more to it than just running through levels like they have different kinds of levels and you can pick them in any order most of the time which i think is nice like if you want to do the more explorative level you can do that like you're looking for these like six coins or whatever and then you beat the level but they also have the get to the goal as fast as you can and you can also explore those levels because they have medals and the exploration factor is insane because most of the levels i've played I haven't found many of the metals at all. Like, and they have this giant fucking beam of light coming out of them. And it's impressive that they're hidden in such a way that I didn't see them upon running down the regular paths. You know, so like they've done a lot to ensure that this new game, like, like it has a very good identity to itself. Like I, I'm really happy with that third game. It, it feels like a, like a dream. I also <laughs> really like these characters and stuff, and I really want to see the original release of Spark 1, because apparently they changed all the dialogue in a later incarnation of it, because apparently on its first release it was too obvious that the writers were high as fuck. Oh, you mean Spark 2? Spark or 1. Or Spark 1? Because Spark 2 had something sort of like that too, I don't know if you remember, there was, um... In Spark 2, when they released the demo, it was back when it was called Fark the Electric Jester. <laughs> Uh, there was, like, a bunch of swearing and edgy shit, and it was, like, I, I thought it was funny, it was but it, I guess it makes sense to it? take it out. What was it? Was it, like, Reddit tier, like, corny sort of edgy humor, or was it just I mean, a bit of It's interesting, because I think people sort of misinterpreted it, because the character that was using it all, it, like, the character that swore the most, was the character that you were supposed to be like, wow, that guy's pathetic. You know, so, like, it was part of his character. But yeah. people saw it as like, oh, that's just edgy for the sake of being edgy. And, you know, whatever. Both both things make sense. Okay, but, uh, so if, if there was an arc, then okay, sure. Oh, no, he just dies. He just oh, gets killed better. later. That's, that's even better. Oh, See, I want oh, them yeah. to release these, though. Like, make make a version that I can buy on Steam or something that that has all that 
intact. I want to see the, the swear as fuck. cut. Yeah, I want to see baked as fuck Spark One and cursing the fuck up Spark Two. Yeah, it can be fun. This is what happens when professionalism infects the mind, man. I'm telling you, Mr. Terry Chaos is, um, well, yeah, Mr. Terry Chaos and uh, Webster are both discussing it. But like Webster mentioned, like they realized they had a decent shot at a product and toned it down. Like, man. <laughs> yeah, that's but, um, that's probably what it like. It's kind of like how. You know, it's like with movies, how they're like, well, we got to cut out this bad stuff so we can market it to the right audience, right? Like, because I doubt a lot of people, like, if you saw Spark the Electric Jester 2 on Steam and it said, like, like rated M for, like, multiple F-bombs, then it's like, I, I don't know if a lot of adults or, like, like I said, adults, like, I'm not an adult, but you know what I mean? Like, most, like, older gamers might be like, that's not FIFA. I'm yes. not playing that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not FIFA. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Mr. Terry Chaos also mentions it could be a localization thing, like stuff that's lost in translation because the game was originally made in Brazil. But um Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um I I, I would still love it if they just released a version of it, made it readily available. Or or like a DLC maybe, and the DLC is just rated, you know, M for mature. That's, um That's kinda interesting. That's like this is a completely off the wall change or a completely different topic but i don't know if you guys have heard of the game y2k uh that uh, yeah, modern rpg uh, that game very infamous for having from what i understand basically they put the full novelization of the game into the game as the story so it has a ridiculous amount of dialogue like like to the point where you probably get bored it's like almost a visual novel but it's it's an rpg and after a while, they included a an update where you could cut down the script, but it's still in there if you want to play it the way it was originally released. So it's like, I, I like that idea. Like, it's not erasing the thing that didn't work. It is saying, hey, okay, this didn't work. Here's this. And also, they're, uh, they're preparing a whole new update, which is going to like completely overhaul the game, which seems kind of neat. But anyway, Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic. That's Sonic. Yeah, a good thing you brought that. I was about to go and say that Halo Master Chief Collection did something similar. I think one of those games did, but whatever. Get off of Halo. Back to back to Hedgehog. Uh, I've just oh. noticed another uh, thing that's going to be a pain in the ass. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to find the super chats from the previous version of the stream <clears throat> from the first half. Oh shit! Yeah. I shouldn't have closed the other thing. I forgot. Uh, Ooh, no fault of your have... own. Um, oh, that's... Yeah. Okay. Uh, if it could... Is there any chance anyone still has that previous one open? Like, we could... Maybe, hold on, maybe I can, like, find it in my history. Maybe I can pull it the up The thing again. is, I had it open just a second ago, but I couldn't see the live chat. Okay, well, hold on, I'm gonna... I don't know how to get uh, the live well... chat up on a VOD. Well, typically there's a setting you can enable. That says, uh, wait, isn't there like a fan funding tab in YouTube Studio? Can't we see something like that, maybe? Um, uh, maybe, but I don't know how recently it updates it. Um, sorry everyone listening, just getting a bit, bit technical now, um, just, uh... Yeah, no, it was a very inconvenient internet drop, that's... Yeah, it was like <laughs> the worst fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. What you doing Let's see, let's see. Uh Go to the, I mean, do, you, you don't have it open, do you, Tom? 
No, I don't. I don't have it open anymore. I, I cannot find it either. It, it's not showing up the the VOD thing. I mean, it doesn't really matter if I, I Hold can't up. check. Hold up. Access to okay. We good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I found. I found him. All right, cool. Oh, Let me just paste those into. Uh, paste Discord. those into mailbag. Yeah, I'll put price is averted. All right. Yeah, so I'm just putting these down now. Uh, but if you guys do want to continue just uh, talking about, um, like, I mean, uh, have you played oh. uh, any sort of um, games that are directly inspired by Sonic, Tom? Uh, hang on, give me, give me a second. Let me just check with my Steam library. Um... You got Freedom Planet? Someone mentioned Freedom Planet because it is in the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, Freedom <laughs> Planet was also on the piss as well. So I haven't played Freedom Planet myself, but I've heard very good things. Mm -hmm. I I've played about. I I actually don't know how much I played it because there there was this problem that uh, I was streaming it once and my internet started you know funny funny story my internet started crapping out just like today uh. and uh, it sort of soured it so bad for me that I I did not return to do another part of it so I never finished the game but it is a very that game is a very interesting case because I believe it started life as a Sonic fan game. And then they eventually reworked it completely into its own thing. So, like, there are definitely Sonic elements in that one, but it also feels very distinct. Like, it feels like its own thing. Um, and I haven't played the second one, so I, I can't speak on that one. But I assume it's still probably pretty good. I think it's Character a really kind of cool thing that, like, these really talented folks are making these really good Sonic fan games, but kind of also acknowledging they could have a new IP going on here. Because, like, Freedom Planet was a success, wasn't it? Like, it was successful enough to spawn a sequel, too. I mean, it's got a sequel, yeah. In terms of gameplay, like, what, how does it kind of compare with Sonic? I mean, it's obviously still going to be, like, a momentum-based side-scrolling game, but, like, does it have, like, combat elements and stuff? Uh, from what... I, this It's been a long time since I've played it, but from what I remember, there is a lot of, you know, run downhill, go fast, run through this area, attack enemies. You do have... If I'm remembering correctly, you do have like a little kick attack, or at least or like a little kick combo attack. Uh, and then you also have playing as actually there's three playable characters, as far as I'm aware. And you play as Lilac, or I play as Lilac most of the time. She has this really fun ability called like a might be the Dragon Dash or Dragon something, where you you got to build up energy by collecting crystals throughout the levels and then you can do this fun it's like you can shoot off in any direction like go upwards you can bounce against walls go back and forth it has combat and you take damage from enemy attacks rather than collision says gunner in the chat it's it's a good one like it's been out for a while now like that's one of the sort of like the ogs it has like a full-on <laughs> story with like voice acting and stuff in it doesn't it like yeah and it gets kind of intense in some of them like i think in the first one there's I think it's literally like a torture scene. <laughs> like when the character gets... I'm not hot. laughing because it's, you know, it's fucked up, but... Uh, it's just interesting to see. It's like, this used to be a Sonic fan game, and now it's like, oh, the character's being captured and tortured. Sonic interesting. has like Ripper in forces. Does it? Does it really? Not officially, no. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> not according to Azuka. That's not like... That. It, doesn't, it doesn't define the game or anything, but it is a very interesting story because it's... It feels a lot more of a ma like mature than most Sonic stories, sure. I, I guess. Um, 
it's good though. I, I like it a lot. Like it's something I do want to return to, and I am curious about the sequel because I'm sure they've improved things. I know the art style is very different in the sequel. Oh really? Yeah. Oh the yeah, they designs... did. A, they changed the character. Yeah. Yeah, the character designs are a little more moving away from kind of like the Sonic because that was the thing is the first one you can imagine these characters existing in Sonic's world even though even though like they don't have to. Some of some of them I could imagine it, but others I I would say no. Lilac. Lilac could easily fit in in a Sonic game. I think that's why they changed her design in the second one. That was actually a thing I kind of wanted to mention with Penny's Big Breakaway as well, is there's like a lot of elements, like the music. I wanted to talk about the music real quick. The music, like T-Lopes made a point of this is distanced from his Sonic music, and I can absolutely tell a difference. Like, yeah, this doesn't sound like anything that's been in Sonic before, but you could put it in a Sonic game and it would totally work. Mm-hmm. Like, um, just the, the music still has that very sort of grooving feel to it. It's still got quite a 90s sort of new Jack feel. There's also little elements that kind of remind me of the Beatles in, in certain parts. But, um, yeah, the music is fantastic in Penny's Big Breakaway. Um, and I, I suppose, like, if these games are kind of pulling inspiration from Sonic, music is quite important. And I can safely say Spark the Electric Jester, nay, was the music department. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I think Freedom Planet does really well with music as well. Like, I, I remember a lot of the tunes from that one. Okay, I uh, need to check out Freedom Planet. I've heard such good things. It's a neat game, and like I said, there's multiple playable characters. I, I don't know how... or, like, if it changes the story a ton in the first one, but I know that they have vastly different playstyles. Like, I think one of them... I think her name's Mia. Uh, I think she flies, like, a little bit like Cream. Okay. I think. Um... But I haven't played as Carol. Uh, she has a motorcycle, though. I know that. So that's pretty badass. Hmm. This all reminds me of... Um, I was editing a video for Gilly the Kid that was kind of about, like, Sonic clones. Um, this was mm. back in uh, December. And there was a game from a studio called, like, uh, Vic Tokai or something. Or Vic, Vic Tokai? Something along those lines. Um... Well, anyways, uh, it's it's kind of a Sonic clone kind of thing. In Japan, it's known as the Time Dominator. But the funny... It's about a duck. There's a duck, and he kind of travels time and stuff. But the name of the US version is so funny to me, because, like, what do you call a Sonic knockoff character? The game is called oh, Socket. Socket? Yeah, Socket, yeah. <laughs> I just looked it up, and I saw Socket. I feel like I've played this. That's so fucking funny to I've me. If I remember right, the music's actually kind of decent in that one, too. But, I mean, to it's be a fair, Genesis I, game, so they got the good music. I don't think I've ever played a Mega Drive game that didn't have kind of banger music. That's one thing they got right with that thing. Is that Yamaha? <clears throat> oh, sorry, character. I got that character's name wrong earlier. It's not Mia, it's M Mila. Oh, Mila. Okay. Duckles. <laughs> Mr. Terry Chaos <laughs> said I hoped it would be called this... Duckles. <laughs> the duck in this game in Socket looks a lot like a, like a Tiny Toon or something. Yeah, I could imagine him in Tiny Toons. Maybe he's like a relative of Daffy or something. Yeah. <clears throat> it is. <laughs> oh, right here it says, Diehard Game Fans reviewers gave Socket scores around 85% and praised its gameplay, graphics, and music, but the game has been criticized for too closely resembling Sonic the Hedgehog. See, there, there you go. Seems <laughs> cool. Oh, man. Socket. There was also one called Awesome Possum as well. Awesome Possum? That's a fucking awesome name. It's an awesome name. The name goes hard. 
Um, but that was also a bit of a Sonic clone. At this point, I'm just basically uh, rewording Gilly the Kid's video on it. You can check it out. It's on his channel. Um, it's also on uh, the Genesis. It's interesting. Yeah, Awesome Possum looks kind of bad. If Awesome Possum is what I remember it being, Awesome Possum was like a environmentalist game. Like, yeah, it has, a, it has a recycling triangle on the box art. Yeah, so, okay, between levels, you have to, like, answer environmental trivia, but the game doesn't actually give you the answers, so you just kind of have to happen to know it. Huh. That's, <laughs> that's not the best game design, that's, I wouldn't say. That's not awesome, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, someone, hold on, Charles Champ in chat back to freedom planet said freedom planet one had a reward on their kickstarter stretch goals that they still haven't gotten to because they can't due to engine limits that's uh -oh. unfortunate Ooh. now what was it that's that's my question charles well, do you know the you... you know the reward was that's the thing that can so often happen with these kickstarter things though is people don't always recognize their own limits and stuff like that um and it's why i also kind of said um on twitter i, I said like there's been a lot of instances in history, like the AVGN movie, Spider-Man Lotus and stuff like that, where people have seen like a Kickstarter thing that they like the idea of. So the creator has asked for like 10k and then the audience have been like, here's 100k instead. And I kind of had to say like, if, if someone's asked for 10k and you're giving them 100k, you're not doing them a favor. You're actually making it a lot harder for them because... They've set out this budget with a certain vision in mind. Not to mention budget management is an obstacle all in of itself. And you cannot just... I mean, you can pay someone to do budget management, but not everyone thinks to do so, you know? Like, And, like, where yeah. do you even find one? No, a lot I, of people don't know sense. where to begin. It's, it's difficult because having more money to complete the project is great, but I think... I, I don't mean this to be, like, super negative on Kickstarter, but, like, Kickstarter and things like it when that does yield more than they're expecting, I feel like it adds a lot of pressure yes. to, like, provide... I mean, not that they don't want to make the best game that they can, but, like, it pr provides a lot of stress for people, I would assume, to come up with more stuff they can do that might not really fit in at first. And sometimes so it might like, just be better if know. it's just kept to the original idea as well. Like, bigger isn't always better. <laughs> like, imagine if, like, say... Batman Arkham Asylum, a game that very much works because of its kind of contained nature and stuff like that. If they Always did like a Kickstarter, and it's like, oh yeah, now you have to add Gotham City to it. It's like, how would you even add Gotham City to Arkham Asylum in a meaningful way? And you could just say Arkham City, but that's a different game, you know? Like, Yeah. It's, it's interesting, because like, obviously the more money you have to make a project happen, like it's, it, it's technically a good thing. But once you start getting to, like, like you said with the Freedom Planet thing, if they were like, wow, we... Because I have an article right here that says Freedom Planet quintupled its goal when it was on Kickstarter. Yeah, that's so the thing. Like, People need to learn... That's a big thing. That you know, they are like, not... That's huge. Yeah, that they're not doing the creator a favor by giving them four times what they asked for. That, and that's the thing as well, is, like, sometimes people set out these goals... Because they know that's what they can manage. But there's also a lot of people that won't say no or won't, like, shut off the Kickstarter thing because they don't realize how difficult it is to work with a big budget like that until they've got the budget. It's one of those things where I'm mm -hmm. working on my own fan film projects and stuff. I I I'm working on, like, a short film uh, called Speeding Ticket, A Sonic Adventure, where Sonic gets a speeding ticket and has to go appeal it. Um, 
And I, I haven't crowdfunded it. But if I crowdfunded it, I would need, like, I don't know, 100 bucks. That's all I would fucking need for it, is 100 bucks. Give me 100 bucks, I can buy, buy a soda. Buy a really good cheeseburger. Yeah, I can, buy, I can buy lunch for everyone that's involved in the project. That, that's all I would really need. Um, and then I let's say... And that's it. And let's say someone's so like, oh, I, I like the Sonic model that you've downloaded for this. Um, here's a hundred million billion dollars and it's like well i'm not making a fucking feature i didn't set out to make a fucking feature with a spin-off tv series i set out to make a short film i i, I said i need a hundred for the short film don't give me fucking two hundred and fifty thousand bucks to make a fucking cinematic universe spanning over the next few decades i didn't ask for that you know you're not doing me a yeah, favor yeah because no, at that very... point oh sorry you go this is not <laughs> Yeah, I'll be quick. I'll just say that. I think no, no, no. That, um, I I talk too much. Sorry. That's fine. No. That's fine. I'm the guest. Here, so. No. Um. Uh. Fuck. What was I gonna say? Um. Right. Um. In 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 uni right now. Like what what we're doing is like because we got a. I think last thing we did was like a game jam sort of thing. So we all got into little groups and we had to come up with our own sort of ideas. It wasn't. And uh, I think we got our own sort of briefs. We had to make a Doom sort of game and condense it into like a, a big arena with environmental storytelling that was the entire point of the unit and they said that if if you've got too much to do make secondary targets have a main goal to follow and then do secondary targets as extra anything extra you think would improve mm. it just make it a secondary target and just focus on primary targets which is easier said than done because i had to constantly keep on telling people right keep this condensed because it's really hard to keep a cap on it. It is really hard to keep a cap on ideas because they keep on flowing. So I can understand it's very hard to... when you've got can grow and money. snowball, but it's also like you can't pay for more motivation. You can't pay to never be tired. You can't pay for ideas if you don't have them, you know? It's like if you're getting money, you need to know what to do with the money, you know? And it's like the more money you have the more money you need to have ideas to account for like t tom like if if you were developing something and you asked for like i don't know a thousand dollars and someone gave you like a hundred thousand what would you even fucking do are you just gonna g g give like your, your uh your co-worker a massive pay rise or something like what i mean you... like what i do is that would I be nice I mean, yeah, I, I feel like what I do is just see if there are any like higher quality, better alternatives to the stuff I am I would be currently using. Like if I was using yeah, yeah. like like a, a a decently priced, like not hyper expensive, but like not very that not very expensive thing I was using. If I got that much money, upgrade. If if it's similar enough to what I'm using already, because if you do upgrade and you don't know anything about the program, that's going to be create even more problems in the pipeline. Which big issue. Yeah. That might be why some of these things fail because they upgrade to stuff without knowing what it is first and they get tripped up on learning new things that come to think about that's probably a very realistic thing that happens yeah it's like i knew a dude that, like, close to the sun a, a dude that like shot a, a youtube video on like a red camera and that's like that's overkill you're not going to notice any of the benefits of the red in a youtube video you know yeah, um, yeah. And, it's it's it, it's difficult, too, because I, I think I said this already, sort of, but the pressure from the additional cash, even if you want to stick to your guns and continue to make, like, the project as it was envisioned, I feel like you sort of run the risk of people going, well, where did all that money go? 
You know, like, and you didn't ask for it in the first place? We put more quills on so it's... Sonic, it's a dollar a quill. He's got 150,000 <laughs> quills on his back now. Dude, for every extra dollar, we'll give one kiss out to the audience. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I'd say uh, I'd probably just hold on to it and see what I can spend on to improve it at any point. But that's ultimately what I'd try and do. I know holding on to money isn't really a very good thing to do, but so long as it does get paid eventually and people's money wasn't just taken... Yeah, as long as it goes back into use. it. I suppose you could buy ad space. Yeah. Like, you could, you could buy ad that's space. That's a good idea. Actually, yeah, marketing. Yeah. Marketing, money for marketing, that's a pretty good way to spend it. But Instead it's like, of just focusing all on the, on the in, game itself, focus on marketing. In my case, I'm, I'm going to fly to Green Hill Zone and film this bit for my Sonic <laughs> short. Like, that's the thing. I'm going to make Green Hill Zone real. <laughs> this short of mine doesn't fucking require shit that costs money. You're just going to make it in Blender and then we're, <laughs> we're going. Actually, I flew out I, I just... 10 friends to Green Hill Zone and this is what we did. <laughs> 3 a.m. challenge gone wrong, gone sexual. I remember back when Pizza Tower was being kickstarted. Yeah. Oh, sorry, no, it's not Pizza Tower. It's, uh, sorry, when, uh, Anton Blast was being kickstarted. I remember they had a bunch of stretch goals that they, I think they surpassed. It, it seemed like it was all stuff that could have been in the original documents, though, right? You know, like, it's nothing like crazy, but for, like, it was something crazy. Like, the, the highest stretch goal was just, we will kill Anton. <laughs> and like i don't think they ever elaborated on it and that's the funniest shit you could do because like imagine if they make it to that goal then they have to go uh oh like what do, what does that mean like what do we do i remember when i was like, i just think funny stuff like that is fun i remember when i made like my patreon page for the first time there was like a tier for like i think it was a hundred k dollar pledge i will delete my youtube channel i will delete <laughs> the internet <laughs> I will throw my Wi-Fi router at the wall, and I will not replace it. <laughs> You'll never hear from me again. 100k, and you just put a date in, like, 25th of July, 2026. No, nothing else. It's just no. a date. You don't know <laughs> what like happens that. on that day, but if you reach it, something will happen on that day. You, you <laughs> can't guarantee what yeah, it is. What if something horrible happened that day, and then everyone's like, what did you do? Why did you do it? And then he's like, no, 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 it's a joke, it was a joke, I didn't do it. Hi, I'm the oh, developer of... Be you trying out a subway for the first time. I'm That's the developer of the new Liberty World video game. I only needed 20k for the game development, but you guys gave me 200k, so I just bought an escort for everyone involved in the production of this game. I'm the only person involved in the production, though. It's a really good escort. <laughs> Oh. I think I think there'd be more pressing matters on hand instead of the money laundering stuff in that case. Is it really money laundering if you are spending the money towards things that are involved? Like you just I, I gave mean, my I... main actor I, I gave my actor twenty thousand dollars. Fuck it. That that's the fee for showing up. I mean sure, but that's I think cool. the thing is like you need investors need to know where their money is going, otherwise it gets into scam territory. The thing is though, if they're giving you way more than you asked for and you have to spend it on something and you have nothing else to spend it on, what can you do? You can't even call it a scam because you only asked for a certain amount, right? Well then do we go back to the thing you said earlier, closing the thing? Can you closing do that? Is that something you can do? And is that something everyone has the sense to do? It's difficult. Yeah, that's like... the thing. Do you have the sense to do it? Because if not, then you've got to realize that if you keep it open and more people keep donating, you get and you keep on letting more money come in. You've got to be responsible for that money. True, if true, you don't, yeah. if you if you don't want any more because you don't know if you can handle that much money, close it. 
stop people from donating when you've got enough. It then yeah. it, it's not really a, like oh can you handle this much? No, you you have the choice. Stop it right then and there, so you don't get to this point. They're not obligated to come up with more either. Like it's not like, hey, I did pass my goal. This is why you don't really need to. But then people, there will be people. Yeah, there there will be people that will be mad about it or they'll complain about it because, like, that's just how the world is. But imagine you you work on this project that you've always wanted to do. You get way more money than you needed. And and you just make the thing you want to make, but people are still mad, even if it's good. Like, I feel like you just can't win. Just, I, I you think know? every Kickstarter or Indiegogo campaign should have at least a little small print or something that says, I only need this much, I don't intend on changing the project, so if you do pay me more than you owe me, I'm just going to eat the money. I mean, so long, as so long as there's transparency, I mean, sure. I mean, can you do that? C- could you just, could you legally, if you have that clause in there, just I keep mean, it? I mean, if you put it in there, investors will be told what they're buying into. So if they choose to go over and they've read it, that's on them. I don't think at that point you can't really argue legally. Yeah, I think as long as you say that. I I will spend it on that cool mech thing that I found on AliExpress for 4K. (laughs) I'm going to buy a full VR room with, with a floor that moves when I move so I don't walk into the wall. It will it will feature in the background of the film. It will add to the production values. No, it's just for me. It's, it's rent, not for anyone else. I will rent the country of the Etchenstein for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I will actually blow up the Empire State Building for this film. Uh-oh. <laughs> not again. Probably should have chose a different city for that, but it is what it is. <laughs> I was thinking about Spider-Man. Spider-Man would never do that. Spider-Man no, wouldn't, but the Green Goblin would. Okay, but what about the Chrysler building? He'd Not the fucking Chrysler. No, it's too beautiful. <laughs> no! Leave it alone. It's the prettiest building in New York City. It it's is the only good. It's a very nice building, yeah. It's a very art deco, you know? Fun fact, the Empire State Building only has a spire on the top of it because they were trying to compete with the Chrysler building at the time. They were trying to see if anyone fell they from really... the sky and landed on top of it. It would be really funny. They really had a measuring contest that long ago. Wow. What's crazy is, I think it, it's the ultimate like Spider-Man brain rot that the Empire State Building is the tallest building in New York. Because in the games it typically is. It's only the seventh tallest building in NYC. Yeah, no, it's a pretty old building, so there's no way it will keep up with... Isn't the, isn't the new World Trade Center pretty tall? Yeah, the new World Trade Center, I believe, is the tallest building in NYC. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. They should make Joe's Pizza the tallest building in NYZ. They could literally call it a pizza tower. Oh shit, that'd be awesome. Oh my god. That's the new stretch goal for the Pizza Tower 2 Kickstarter. We will actually make <laughs> a building We will build the pizza, pizza Tower, tower and then purchase. knock it down. Property will be purchased. <laughs> you will be able to experience it. I haven't played Pizza Tower before, you know. Oh, it's... dude, it's one of the best games ever made. Like, not joking. Not exactly. As good as Klonoa? Yeah. No. Nothing yeah. is as good no, as No, it might Klonoa. be better. No. I think I like Pizza Tower more than most of the games I've ever played. Klonoa is like the benchmark for the greatest video game. No, this is above it. I'm sorry. Oh, this is it's not like... 2000 anymore. Come but on. But he's got such it's... cool ears. Look how floppy they are. I know, but 
Actually, you know what? It's funny that Pizza Tower is brought up, because that actually I would compare a little bit more with Sonic, because it's a 2D platformer that's based on speed. Yeah, and you have to earn it. Right, well, hold on. If it's a side-scroller, it can't be a contender for best video game of all time. Sorry, it's just, that's just the rules. Well, no, is a side-scroller, bro. Shut up. Shut up. Shut a up. Very slow, a very slow one. The second one has snowboarding sections that are in 3D. It does. There are 3D things in that one, you're right. Uh, but Pizza Tower is fucking awesome. Like, the fact that it was made by- I think it was made primarily by one person, too. Uh, is sort of insane, because it's... I don't know, it, that is such a polished game, with an incredible soundtrack and such a unique art style. Like, it checks all the boxes. I love, like, um, it, it is amazing. Mega Traffic Cone says, Pup likes games that were made in the era of paying for ringtones. <laughs> <laughs> Something Nick said to me while I was out in the States with him, he said, like, it's like I am permanently stuck in, like, 90s teenager mode. But uh, You never left the 90s. I wasn't a teenager in the 90s, so that's the funny part. I am, like, the human yeah. equivalent of a Blink-182 music video. And I think that's pretty awesome. I mean, that that's my part, that I said that part. But... Yeah, I mean, I'm... 90s and i was i wasn't even a concept in the 90s yeah <laughs> i was I, I think i was born in 96 so like i, I was young i was very I young i was eight 96. years after that <laughs> i was fucking 2004 so jesus oh wow he's like the he's like the least insufferable youth on the internet <laughs> there's listen there's two there's two halves of gen z or gen z depending on which country you got the like when does gen z start i mean it's it's, it's like 1996 is literally the cusp so if you're okay, in 96 well, like dylan and i would 96. technically we'd be cuspers we're millennial. not we're not gen z or millennial we're you'd cuspers be, you'd be edges edges i like it gooners <laughs> you'd just be edging on the side of it you know it edging on those gen z <laughs> yeah. oh god yeah don't say that <laughs> no. okay. Hey, a lot of Gen Z are of the age of consent now, so you can say that. Um, I was, that's just, don't, just having to clarify that is such an awful statement. Just don't say anything about Gen Alpha, alright? Why do they get to be Gen Alpha as well? Fuck them. I don't know who's naming these fucking generations, but they gotta figure out what they want to go with and stick with it. It's yeah, like consoles, like, uh, you know how they were like... Hey, Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. Like, oh shut my the fuck god, up we should just have Microsoft do it. Ge the, the first generation is just generation. The next one is Gen 360, Gen 1, Gen X. That's brilliant. Um, fuck. It's, it, it's, it, the, the thing is, there's not like a, a, a Gen D or a, a Gen A. The only Gen A I know of is in fucking Forrest Gump. Fucking... Uh, you know, like, why does it? Why did they start lettering them at X? Gen A. Gen A. <laughs> watch me gump. Now watch me Gen A. That took me a second. I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I had to say it in my head. Gen A. Oh, I get it. Gen A. <laughs> Gen A. You're a Gen Z. <laughs> Forrest Gump was talking to a Gen Zer. Run, run, not forest runs. The the, the Gen A run, Gen Z run, run. Uh, run. It was a good movie. Yeah, it's a good film. I like that movie. You know another Tom Hanks film I really like is uh, the Terminal. 
I was thinking of the terminal that. actually. Bridge of Spies is good. I really like Bridge of Spies. I remember. I think like, one of the uh, first Toy Story. <clears throat> oh, dude, it goes without fucking saying. Toy Story is goaded. <laughs> Man, God, what they do with the fifth? I'm, it, I'm gonna see it. I, I will see it. Did I mention my story with Toy Story Four on the podcast before? Have I mentioned this? It doesn't matter if you have. You might as well just say it anyway, because not everyone is watching every episode. It's it's so funny because I, I saw Toy Story three when it came out and I was like that was like I cried at the end it was so beautiful and I was like that's such a beautiful ending to like like an important series that I care about you know yeah. and then Toy Story four came out and I didn't watch it for a long time not because I didn't like it's not that I wasn't interested I just really never found the time for it I wasn't really interested because I thought it ended really nicely in three and then I watched the fourth one with my sister and the ending made me really upset because I was like, you're gonna, you're gonna throw, this is where I admit that I'm a toy that's come to life. Yeah, that's me. Uh, I was like, they're gonna, like, break up the gang and, like, Woody's gonna stay here. Like, they can all go together. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Why would they do this? Just to make me sad? And then that night, I had a dream where there was an alternate ending to the movie where they all get, like, because I think towards the end, they're, like, up on that awning on the trailer, yeah. and that's where they split off. But in my dream, the awning, like, retracts and pulls everyone onto it. So my fucking brain was so distraught over that ending that I <laughs> dreamed an ending. ending where they all stay together and they're all friends. <laughs> I was like, I woke up and I was like, that's, that's a new one for me. Like, I, I will your this into existence. Your unconscious brain conjured up a better ending than, than Pixar well, no, just shut, yeah. shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Good ending, sad ending. Yeah, I'm not. Good ending. I'm not saying ending. it's it's like a bad ending, but like I was very upset over it because I was my like, sister... They're no, they can't do that. They don't even have cell phones. They won't be able to talk anymore. My sister hates that movie and refuses to ever watch it again because of that ending because it made her weep. Well, yeah, I'm, I think I probably one? cried. The fourth oh. one, yeah. Uh, the fourth. third one she can manage. The fourth one she cannot. Like, so for me, it's interesting because the third one is a longer ending. It's more drawn out and stuff, and it kind of eases you into it. The fourth one fucking hit me like a bus in the cinema. Now, I, I yeah, wasn't. can't do this. I wasn't like crying because I, 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 I'm just too macho for that. You know, I, I'm not a crier. You know, I am an alpha yeah, male. I, 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 I just get more pissed off. I mean, that's not that's not the right description in this case. I just you, dream up a new ending you feel instead that, of you crying. You feel that feeling in your throat. You feel you feel the warmth behind your eyes, but I don't like tear up. It's just not something my body does in these instances. So, um, yeah, like with four, it's it's one of those things where I was enjoying the movie as it was on so much that I kind of forgot that three already had a really good ending. Like my feelings of oh, can this justify itself? Kind of dissipated as soon as the film started. I was like. Yay! It's a Toy Story, you know? Everyone's back. And this is a good movie, so like... Can they justify the fifth one, you think? Well, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But like, um, the, the reason why... If they go on, they're getting harder to justify. Well, the reason why my answer is going to be more yes and no is kind of as follows with the Toy Story thing. It was like, even if three has a perfect ending to the story of those first three movies, does that devalue four's right to exist even if it is a really fucking good movie? Because that was what I was thinking up until the end then when the end came again it's so sudden it's like oh god woody's going he's going yeah, he's, he's leaving 
And I was like, oh, God, oh, God. I, I, I feel the throat. I feel the warmth behind the eyes. Like, oh, my God, what? No, no. <laughs> oh, my and, God. Oh, my God. And, um, and, and it hit me because I was like, Woody, in all three so you of got a friend movies, in him. was living for Andy. Everything he did was for Andy. And in four, throughout the entire movie, he's denying his own well-being and happiness and the peace among his gang because he's living for Bonnie. He's living for a child. And then by the end of the movie, he finally does something for himself yep. and goes with Bo Peep. He gets some of that Bo Pussy. Nice. And, and, oh, the, dude, the line, the line where, where, like, Rex is like, does this mean Woody's a lost toy? And Buzz like, he's not lost. Not anymore. I was like, oh my god, because in oh. Toy Story 1, when he's at the fucking <clears throat> gas station, he breaks down because he thinks he's yeah, a lost I'm toy. A lost toy! Now he's away from his kid, and... Oh, oh, he's away from his kid and he's al he's not lost. It oh, it's so good. It's I fucking adore Bo Toy Peep Story. Has a friend in her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh no, someone said it's a mixed ending because Andy. Sorry, yeah, Evil Dalek said it's a mixed ending because Andy asking Bonnie to take care of Woody and she failed. That no, five has got to be Andy's revenge. <laughs> like. I don't think I feel like Andy's not gonna come back, right? Like that would be weird if he comes back. And so, he's like, "So, am I always still okay?" So you know that the, one. Do you know that one drawing? Not gonna visit Bonnie. Holding, you know that one drawing that's been plastered around everywhere of him just like holding like a child up, child up, child up just yelling in his face. It'd just be that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, like so, <clears throat> um. Revenge of Sid, that would be crazy. Sid's working at, like, Amazon Warehouse and he finds Woody. Well, he's I like to imagine used... that he was the garbage truck driver in yeah, 3. Yeah, he was the garbage truck driver oh. in 3. Is that confirmed? Yeah, he's, he's even got a skull on his t-shirt because everyone knows that people wear the same shirts oh. into their adolescent years. Yeah, and only one guy can I'm... wear a shirt with a skull on it, you know? I mean, I, mean, I haven't really grown much since high school, so I'm still kind of wearing the same clothes. Valid, valid. But, um... Yeah, no, I, I adored Toy Story 4, and I just think if Toy Story 5 is a really good movie, that's all it needs to justify itself. But what I will say is I thought the direction they were taking things with Lightyear made a lot of sense. You keep these characters around. Oh, I still gotta watch that. You're keeping these characters around, but you're telling the stories that a Toy Story movie wouldn't. You're telling the stories that are behind those characters, so it enriches that lore. And admittedly, we already have something pretty great in the form of the Buzz Lightyear of Star Command animated series and pilot. But I, I thought Lightyear was also very good, but sadly, Lightyear flopped. Um, and I still don't get the criticisms when it comes to Lightyear. I, I think it's a fucking damn good movie. It's a total love letter to sort of pulpy sci-fi of, like, the 1970s and stuff like that. And it's a very mature movie, so I, I respect it for that. But um, it's one of those things where I think the perfect thing to do if they want to do more Toy Story, but without pulling the trigger on a Toy Story 5, would be... Do another Lightyear movie. Do do a fucking Woody's Roundup Disney Plus series where they are wooden puppets, just like in the original that you saw in Toy Story Two. But um, it's a whole series of that on Disney Plus. That that would be awesome, I think. I I feel like that wouldn't really be for me, but I feel like that's a good idea. Like using the established stuff that they have. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because these characters have lore behind them that we could explore. You know, like. The lore. I need the Rex lore immediately. Okay, I don't think you can do much with Rex, admittedly, but... <laughs> oh my god, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. There, there's, there's a fucking legendary moment I need to mention about... 
I was I was hanging out with my my siblings, my brother, my stepbrother, whatever, and I think we had just we were watching Toy Story, and like unironically, my brother turns to us and he's like, "Why do they never tell us what kind of dinosaur Rex is?" <laughs> it's, to this day, it fucking kills me to think about because it, it's like funny. <laughs> it, you, funny boy, like, it's not like he was a kid either. That he wasn't like me. a child. He was. Like a teenager, it was so fucking funny. That line never of thinking Woody has is so similar. <laughs> but that line of thinking is so similar to that bit in Toy Story Two when Rex is like, "Hey, how do you spell FBI?" <laughs> it's he does not have many moments like that. There's probably like two moments I can think of where my brother has totally blanked like that. I bet I do it a lot. I do it a lot more. But that I was mean, just I one of my I'd favorite moments of my entire it was in life. March. That was... I want a yeah, spin-off movie count. about Rocky Gibraltar. Remember Rocky Gibraltar? <clears throat> I no. He was just this little background character in Toy Story One during the Strange Things um, montage. He's the oh one the the, the, the big buff guy. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it in. Oh, um, yeah, no, I know who that is. Put it in the oh, background. Give me, that. give me a fucking Rocky Gibraltar spin-off movie. Remember how Toy Story 2 was so involved with, like, getting Wheezy the Penguin back, and then in Toy Story 3, he was just fucking not there anymore? It's so sad. Like, that... <laughs> 3... That's the thing, is, like, 3 has a very sad, foreboding undertone to it throughout the entirety of the film. There's this sense of, like, dread throughout the entire thing, and everyone's <laughs> gone. 4 doesn't have that. 4 is, like, a warm hug of a movie, you know? And I appreciate that. I needed 4, I think. I think. That's fair. I mean, like, it's it's interesting that they... Because they... You know, I guess if you look at it as more of, like, a the first three are a trilogy, and then you move on. Not that I'm saying it needs it to be another trilogy, but, like, you know, maybe justify it by saying, okay, you know, we had that first story arc. Yeah, no, I You know, agree. the Andy arc. No, it's like, it's, and now we've got the new stuff. Yeah, I guess you could say, that, like, the reason that three ended the way it did is because it's saying goodbye to the old people that grew up with the film since the first one was, like, late 90s and then it ended in, like, 2015, so people would be old enough. Mm. The thing with, I'm going to say is, I think five needs to not do the whole this is the big sad ending thing this time. I feel yeah. like you've spent all those coins now. Like, it was hard to justify with four, but you did it successfully. With five, it needs to be we're either continuing this series or we're not. You know, I don't think you can do the whole oh, we've grown up with you guys thing when not this yeah, time. Again. We've already grown up, you know? And like the fans like, of Toy Story 4 already had like a conclusion. Um, strange. I think Woody is supposed to be back in the new one as yes, well, so, so both... they can't really do the alright, see you later partner again. Yeah, both Tom Hanks and um, Tim Allen are back. And I know that Tim Allen said he wants the story to be like the toys get passed on to Andy's children, but like, again, how are you going to like, is Andy going to come back to Bonnie and be like, I need these. I got a kid of my own now. <laughs> Bonnie's still like six and he's and like, hey, give me those back. And he's like, where the fuck is Woody? Where the fuck is Woody? Bonnie! <laughs> the Toy Woody. Story podcast for Woody. the classic and modern age. God. I, yeah, see, th this is what it's all about, though. It's all about those tangents, man. It's all about the tangents. We've talked, I think we've talked all we can about the main topic, right? So we might as well just have fun. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we did do a pretty good job this this week of going over the topics we had laid out. I, I feel like we went through each thing at pretty good pace, and then, you know, that leaves time for more tangents. We've got to do good. 
that thing that um if you go to disneyland and see like a disney parade or a disney show the characters will like congratulate each other at the end of it like wow we were so great you were so great goofy we, we gotta just do that like we did do, we did do a good job we, today. i i, I, I agree but I just think it would be really funny if we ended all of our main topic bits by being like, yes, gang, we did it. 2024 is going to be our year, fellas. Third time's a charm. 2024 is going to be our year. So shall we do uh, Super Chats? Yeah, yeah, as long as there's nothing else we got to add. Todd? Yeah? I heard you bragging about something. What's up? I just said to finish off this topic, Wally is still the best Pixar movie. <clears throat> Wally's a great movie. Wally. Wally's a fucking damn yeah, that movie. Great. Um, I don't know if I'd call it the best. It's I mean, one I'd of struggle. my favorite films of all time. The thing with a lot it's... of Pixar films <sighs> is it's like comparing 10 out of 10s to 10 out of 10s. Like, it's difficult. I mean, from the era that Wally came out in, it was non-stop, back-to-back. Everything was like yeah. contender for best film. Because what was it? Was it Ratatouille after Wally? Yeah, yeah, like, Ratatouille, Ratatouille yeah. also a masterpiece. God, yeah, By that point... That movie... <laughs> I love that movie because it's so funny to me that a little rat wants to cook food. It's all, like the rat in the kitchen is a good thing. Like, that's so high concept. But, um... Like, well, uh, like yeah, you'd had, with its art. you'd had like it's The Incredibles, stable. you got Up, also a great movie. Although I will say, I still think the first 10 minutes of Up carries that movie. Like, if it wasn't yeah. for that, I don't think it would be as beloved as it is. I mean, to be fair, that is, it's like saying if the movie wasn't the same movie, it wouldn't be as beloved. But like, I still think those first 10 minutes are the bit that people are really talking about when they say how good Up is. One that doesn't get talked about enough is Coco. Coco is a fucking damn good movie. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I I've seen the ending. I think it's a must see. Like you've got to see it. Yeah, I don't think it gets talked about as much though because it's from the more modern Pixar era, the which is just is, modern expensive. Pixar has some bangers though. Like, but it's also like not as consistently like high quality as the as like the original Golden Era was because they're still pretty good films. But like compared to the original stuff they made, like it's when they nail it though, they nail it. I recently. Oh, at Christmas time, I saw Elemental. Hmm. And that movie, I am glad things picked up for it because it's a damn good movie. It's not necessarily original, but it's very sincere. And it's one of those things that made me realize I value sincerity much more than I value necessarily inherent originality all over the shop. Not everything needs to always be original. As long as you can tell your story with a good sense of sincerity to it, then it's worth telling, you know? I'm just kind of getting tired of the whole, like, okay, gang, what's the next thing we could turn into a person and, you know, tell a story with emotions, elements, clouds, like... like Mexican we... people? Dead people. And then you could be like, <laughs> they go like, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to make it really sad, and uh, it's going to be, um... Uh, it's about uh, the water guy and the fire girl. It's and, not uh... a sad movie, though. It's It's got sad moments. I mean, that that's movies in general, but it's it's not like a sad movie. This isn't like feel bad for the water or anything like that. Oh, and they name it one word. They don't like give it any like meaningful title. They just name it after what it is. Uh, what's the one that had Ugh. Chris Pratt and Tom Holland being Chris Pratt and Tom Holland? I thought that, that was, was pretty mid. That was like, um, Jer- what was it? Journeys or something? Something like Journey. Like... <laughs> oh, Onward. Onward. I thought that one was just. Onward. It was fine. It, as far as animated films go, it's still of a very high pedigree, but I thought as far as Pixar goes, it was pretty mid. Yeah. yeah, I haven't had anything. I haven't seen that one. 
I think I mean, Finding was... Dory gets a really unfair rap. I think Finding Dory is easily as good as the first Finding Nemo. Really? Yeah. Finding yeah, I Dory saw it once. is amazing. I don't remember really much about it. I, I remember the octopus being funny. I like that guy. I think the thing that really fucking struck me, though, was, okay, like, admittedly, things are going to get a bit deep here, but it was the Christmas time where my dad died. And that octopus is almost exactly like my dad. And there's even a bit where he says there's always a way, which was a thing my dad used to say whenever I was trying to figure out a new skill. Um, so yeah, sorry for getting kind of deep there, but like, oh, man. I think that is why that movie strikes such a chord with me is because it was exactly the film that I needed at exactly the time I needed it. And now oh, when I watch it today... Understandable. Now when I watch it today, though, I still love it as well. I, I still cannot see what is wrong with Finding Dory. Can't but, um, do it. Take this shit no more, man. Was that? No, never mind. No, never you mind. Can, it, it's fine. I literally just did it. It's nothing. I just did a Wings of Redemption shit post. Like, I can't do this shit no more, man. I can't take this shit no more, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting too heavy. Let's do super chats. Yeah. That's, um, that's a beautiful oh, reason to like a movie, though. I... I yeah i think like when i saw it i didn't think it was bad or anything i just i guess people were just like really you're doing sequels now i think pixar should think make a film about like a baby chimp trying to revive its dead mother for eight hours Doing... okay Wait, sorry what can you say that again that <laughs> no i'm not gonna say it again i'm not gonna say it again <laughs> What do they do? Mouth to mouth resuscitation, or yeah, that that chest compressions. He's trying. He's trying for eight hours. No, oh. you just the, the cries of pain. Just yeah. <laughs> the movie could be called. <laughs> Imagine having that on a movie poster. <laughs> the movie's just he he. It's cool. <laughs> All right, we got we got to do super chats. We're getting carried away. I mean, it's good that we're getting carried away, but like. I'll just say, and also, objective binary consensus on soul. I like soul a lot. I Soul's really like amazing. It. What's it's funny is thematically, soul is very similar to Coco, but it is. But but it's just, just like a different angle of it, and like I don't need it to be completely original. Like again, it's yeah. the sincerity, it's the artistry of it. You know, I feel like Coco's about. Uh, its core is about death, but Soul's core is about life. True, yeah, and Coco is a bit That's more about deep. like the legacy you leave behind. You know, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, I like Soul. I'll leave it at that. I like Soul. Soul's amazing. Well, we got to mention The Incredibles at least once, right? It was incredible, yeah. Yeah. I also think two's worst crime is it just isn't as good as one, but two is still a damn good movie. I can't remember if I saw that one or not. I, I can't think about, like, what the plot is or anything. Two, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, all this time after the original, you mean to tell me this was the best you could come up with, but at the same time, it's still a really, really good movie by any standard. Like, I like those characters, so, like, it's fun to see them again, I guess. Yeah, and it's got all that sort of, like, you know, that style that made the first Incredibles so great. It's just, it's, it's less. It's less. It's a smaller okay. movie, it's a... The smallest story. I don't think I'll ever be able to, like, look at it the same way again, though, because of the fucking uncanny Mr. Incredible memes. <laughs> like, I feel like that's all I see when I look at Mr. Incredible now. Like, the... It's, like, all black and white and, like, fried. Man, Pixar is such a good studio. I would love to do, like, a, a fully-blown Pixar podcast episode. Maybe if I learn animation one day, I'd love to go there and visit it, but... 
You yeah, get, you get your ass smacked by John Lasseter. I mean, so that like <laughs> that secondary not, like superhero podcast, we could just make it like a media podcast, you know, like a general. I mean, could you like could you could you squeeze another podcast in your schedule? I don't do anything. Yeah. All right. All right. We we could consider this. I I want to consider this. I want to keep this open. I like this. Okay. Who would be the other guest? Oh, oh, don't even bother asking that, Tom. It's obviously not you. Go away. Okay. okay <laughs> That's mean. No, oh, no, no. Like, fuck it. Like, I, I'd be, I'd be open. I'd be open to having. It, it, yeah. No. I mean, as it is, we are taking our time finding a new guest for this show anyway, because it's just like you know what? It's just nice getting to know people right now, and. I think we got a good thing going on, but like as it is, like so, I have no idea who any future long-term guests are going to be for Sunset City as the Sonic podcast. But um, I'm very much open to a Pixar animation podcast or just general movies, AMC Movie Talk with John Campier. You know, for the movie yeah. blog, I'm John Campier. General game talk. I'm. I'm good rant on about games for hours and hours so yeah well that's just never gonna happen mate no it's not gonna happen but oh well not while my dickhead ass is in charge i am the azuka of this podcast <laughs> sonic only right um table order then no super chess okay. yes dylan ta table order you naturally do go first so all right so this for okay all right first from mr terry chaos two pounds uh, just don't get a black light on those curtains, referring to Pup's new Sonic curtains. <laughs> I love the fact that was actually the oh. first topic, and it feels like so long ago. I mean, it's literally a separate oh. VOD right now. Dude, that was like three days ago. We literally reincarnated in that time. Dude, you on. know what you should do? After this, you should you should download the, the two parts, string them together, and upload it as one. I'm going that to. Way people I, can... I, as it is, I will upload the, you know, the podcast <laughs> version as well is going to go up. But like, yeah, I will do that. Don't you worry. Um, okay. Well, thank you for the two pounds. Hell yeah. It's me with Sonic fan sixteen sixty one with two US dollars. Just like God, Sonic is inside all of us. You're the most action I've got in a while. Get him out of there. <laughs> Get that out of there, Sonic. No. <laughs> Come on, man. A very important question: Where and how? Oh, you don't want to know, pal. <laughs> different answers for different aunt. Different this quilly dick in my ass. Oh, that would be painful. Dot. Yes. It is your burger. Okay, Sonic fan sixteen sixty one with another five US dollars. Thank you. That's imagine how much furry. Po I mean, Christian music you could fit on that disc. Yup, totally innocent Christian music. That is, I'm. Um, that's in reference to that. That yeah, the, pan, the bit. pinta bit. Disc. The big boy disc. Yeah. Again, that feels like a whole episode ago. <laughs> like, um. When you say innocent All Christian right. music, do you mean like Christian Western Chandler? I don't think I don't think she made I think, music. I think she... Veggie Tales or Gaither's Pond. No, Christian Western Chandler or Christine Western okay. Chandler. They made music back in the days of Christian and the Hedgehog Boys. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. you know, um, okay. yeah, when they, they did the Backstreet Boys one. We probably don't need to go too far into that, but that's Tell interesting. Me why I never wanna hear you say. I have a boyfriend. That. Yeah, that sounds mm -hmm. accurate for that time period. 
The Chen, the Chen fixation. Burger, we've got a seven ninety nine Australian dollars from C Man. Can't stay from the whole stream, so take these dollary dues. Now I got a game of golf to play and new model trains to unbox. Ooh, character limit achieved. I love how the Australian <laughs> guy refers to them as dollary dues, and I think that dollary should be dues, yeah. that should be the official currency of Australia. <laughs> Australian dollary dues. I really like that a lot. Dollary dues, mate. Good, eh? Burger. Sonic Every Fan 1661 <laughs> sends two US dollars. Pup's dementia is getting worse. Sonic Fan 1661 sends two US dollars. Pup's dementia is getting worse. All right, Dylan, you're up with C-Man. Peace, it is getting worse. Yeah, that's the joke. <laughs> Tom. Tom, up next. Yeah, okay, right. Yep. You're up with, uh... Right. With, uh... That, I, that didn't even come up on the microphone. Okay, let me try again. I think the microphone is trying to save the stream from what you're doing. Alright, fine, fine. Then you are up right. with... Um, you are Sonic up with... Fingers. Very cool. Okay, SonicFan1661 with another two US dollars. Pump's dementia got so bad it killed the stream. You know, now that I think about it, um, Discord's noise reduction might have saved you guys from the Hupo Dipuridu, but I get the feeling oh, that yeah. the stream probably heard it. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. yeah. That's how they know that I put a Klonoa next to the thing you needed to read. Anyway, Tom, you're up with <laughs> Sonic Fan 1661. Oh, your dementia's getting really bad, I can see. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, five Canadian dollars. Wait, I don't see a name on this one. Oh, shit. Oh, Hang shit. On. Hang on. Oh, shit. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's one from today. Hang on. Wait, a, as in one a, from this oh. stream. Ace Trainer Charlie, it's I believe. Ace Trainer Charlie. Yeah. They, right, Ace yeah. Trainer Charlie with the five <laughs> Canadian dollars. Uh, I wish I could stay longer, but I'll listen to the VOD later. There will be one. Enjoy your time and enjoy the five maple syrup loonies. Dollars. Why are we getting two new terms for money today? I that, wish you could stay longer too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for that. Okay, so. Ooh. Oh wait, it's me, isn't it? Two twenty-three. Yes, Fuck. it is. Okay, so <laughs> dementia. Shut up, <laughs> Mister. He's bedridden. He's dementia bedridden is a really point. scary thing. Okay, I don't. I don't want this. I know, Mister SP. It's just a burning memory. Stop, <laughs> Mister SP. With two US dollars, twenty twenty-three. Twenty-three. Fuck. It's getting. <laughs> You're in my head. You're in my Never fucking read. head, right? <laughs> Sunset Just City. like the dementia. Get out of my head, man. Get out of my head, man. You're making me angry, man. <laughs> Sunset City, the Sonic podcast with pups internet. Yep. Okay. Yep. Funny. <laughs> yes, it is very funny. It's humorous. Um, Barker. Okay, this is the last one, I believe. Uh, Mr. SP with US $5. Welcome back, Tom. Hello again. I hope you enjoyed your time far away from this franchise where some fans go out of their way to find things to complain about. Yeah. So anyway, I hate the shape of Sonic's nose. I think it's just a bit too long. Like a hot dog. It makes me hungry. Yeah. I, I'm i glad that I wasn't... Uh, I didn't stick around during... That, uh, but I was around, but like, I did, I'm did. i not choosing to comment on any... 
Thanks for that. That's Not disgusting. Not any stupid stuff that is happening recently. Can you stop making sound effects for your life, Bob, please? Sorry, I, I want to make a new challenge. I want <laughs> everyone to scour Twitter and see if we can find a complaint about every single aspect of Sonic. Just every single one. Yeah. We'll I don't start want to with do Sonic that. One. I feel like I have better things Stephen. to do for my mental health. You don't have to. Yeah, but just anyone who's available. We start with Sonic One. I want you to scour the internet and find a complaint about every single pixel of that game. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So. Oh, and people in a minute. Um, people in a minute. <laughs> Charles Gamp says that should take about five minutes. Uh, super chat cutoff is now. Yeah, that could be a, that could literally be a any percent speed run. Just try and find every single complaint you can. Mm. That's, that's a legitimate. That that yeah, can be a, its own streaming category yeah, just, on Twitch. Type in Sonic, and you're gonna see the worst things you've ever seen in the, in the history of seeing things. Yay, porn! Oh no, it's the skeleton. You know what that means? <laughs> the anti-porn skeleton. The anti-porn skeleton. skeleton. The sheer, the sheer fear in your voice when you said that, when you proclaimed that. Oh dear. It's funny how I can summon so much fear for a thing where I just pressed a button and activated it. <laughs> yeah, that's why we don't put you in office. Oh, by the way, um, Dylan. <laughs> um, you know how I made scarecrows for whenever someone's absent from the show? Yeah. I gave them special names. Mine is Scarepup. And this is back when we had Cirrus and Gilly on the show. We had Scarus and Scaregill, and yours is called Scarilus64. That was my Twitter name, I think, one Halloween. Scarilus. Oh, I was hoping you'd be impressed with it. Oh, no. Oh. No, it's still good. I still oh, like it. No. <laughs> be better next time, though. Oh. All right, well, <laughs> the episode is over. So, Tom, why don't you tell us yeah. what you're getting up to these days? I'm focusing on my art stuff, really. But I, I post some things occasionally on Twitter. I don't. I haven't gone on YouTube in like over a year at this point, and I, I'll, if I make, if I feel like making something that I think is actually worth people's time, then I'll make something. Like I don't want to just crank out stuff for the sake. I feel of it. I want it to be actually. If I am gonna make something, it's gotta be something I care about, and I actually want to be good. Yeah, but your idea of good is there. like fucking twelve out of ten because like. I remember you being like, oh, my editing is not good enough. I need to get better at it. And then you fucking sent me those parts of the collab. And I was like, well, there's no way I can do editing as good as this for my bits. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> You're upstaging me. I'm sorry. I just set a high bar for myself. I don't, I'm not satisfied with being j just mediocre. I want to be good at stuff. You're not satisfied with being fucking excellent is the reality with you. I'm sorry that I have a high standard. <laughs> you, know, you don't have a high standard. You have a fucking standard that is in several fucking dimensions away from this universe. Well, sorry. Although I will say that it is reassuring, I guess, seeing that some people did say that they missed me on that recent video you had. I saw someone say that they did miss me, which... I don't know, it made me feel a bit good. You like, always underestimate yourself, Tom, man. Like, fucking people like you on this internet here. And they like your videos, and they like your editing, and they like your art. Hmm. You're still a piece of shit, though, <laughs> and I hate you. I thought we were... Oh, hang on a second, I thought we were over this. Uh, right, no, sorry, my bad. Yep, sorry. Yep. The relapse. Peace time. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a temporary thing. It, it, the Lazarus it's the dementia talking. It's the- shut up! It's the Lazarus The Lazarus pit gave you dementia? <laughs> yeah. No, it didn't give me dementia! <laughs> this made me sad. 
Oh shit, Pup's Dementia is gonna be like a running joke now. This is horrible. This is a horrible joke to run with. <laughs> this oh, is horrible. I'm gonna keep thinking about it now. I wonder what it feels like, Pup. I really wonder. Oh dear. I- look. Look, man. I, I, I've seen people who have dementia and stuff. It's a terrifying thing. I know, it's awful. I think it, when I put the VOD for this up and stitch the episodes together, I'm gonna put a fucking dementia fundraiser on this or something. I feel like I kinda have to after the amount of time it's been mentioned. I'd say we maybe said dementia like seven times. It doesn't matter. Seven is still a lot, okay? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not more than eight. It's a lot considering this is a Sonic podcast. Dementia, 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 dementia. All right. Anyways, okay. Thank you, Tom. Um, just yeah, Dylan. What are you? Okay. Thank you. Do you have anything more to say, Tom? I don't think so. No, that was just about it. Okay, Dylan. What 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 are you what are you promoting? What are you what are you up to? Uh, I released a video about Roland Rascal, that game I talked about earlier in the PowerPoint. I released that video today. If you want to see me talk about that in a little bit more detail, it is not a very long video, but I I'm kind of trying out this new sort of format where I say what I need to and then I just stop because. I don't want to make long ass videos, even so the though video has an ending. Yeah, it's it's like a it's a pretty short video. I think it's only like six minutes, but like it's okay. you know it's my first time doing a video in like maybe a yearish. Uh, I don't think I don't count the the Sonic Hacking Contest trailer because that was like a that that was just like a fun side thing. But uh, I'm also working on a Chibi Robo full series video, which will probably be longer. But uh, I'm going to try to not do it super long, because I like watching long videos. I, I don't think I have the energy to make them, you know? But yeah. uh, we'll see. I've been Naturally, having fun. The algorithm is going to massacre this, because it's not Sonic. You had the audacity to make a non-Sonic video. So everyone watching, I implore <laughs> you to check out this video about the Roland Rock. Oh, Roland I, don't think, I don't think you put the link in chat. Can you do that again, please? Shut I don't up. think you put the link in um, chat. Just look, look at, yeah, just go, jump on that link. Of course, when the show's over, or before the show's over, there's definitely more important things than this show. Um, but yeah, check it out. It's Sonic adjacent. If you like Sonic, you'll be interested. All right? Just, you know, yeah. get that little one-track uh, onto it. Um, Pop, what are you doing? Uh, let's see. Um, wait, we haven't had Tom yet. Tom, what are you up to? Your dementia. <laughs> I'm doing oh this deliberately now. Um, me, I've <laughs> just recently released a video collaborating with Tom Topics, featuring cameos from <laughs> Dylan himself, um, on what we hope to see in Sonic Movie 3. Uh, so, I suggest you what check that out. It has two conflicting editing styles. One is much better than the other. Um... <laughs> And because I was so afraid of the copyright bots, I put a VHS filter over it, which is like having a cheese grater in your eyes. So, uh, in, I'm not selling this, am I? Well, either way, enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> and I will do something else eventually. I don't know. I mean, right now I've just been replaying the Arkham games, but I don't know if that's going to lead to anything. What do you think, Webster? But, um... Yeah. Meh. Shut up, Sonic fan 1661. I did ask Dylan what he's up to. I do remember. I don't have dementia, so fuck you. Um, oh, we haven't even started the stream yet. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, let me hit that go live. But wait a minute. <laughs> All right, episode over. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Okay. Say your goodbyes.
Support, Bye. Support human artists and goodbye. <laughs>